it was. Wait, the, the Detective Pikachu is it out? Amiibo. Oh, I think I ordered it. Amiibo alert. Not it's not Detective Pikachu. Uh, it's uh, the Splatoon characters off the wall. Uh, the all girl band. I've wanted the squid for the longest time, but they don't. I don't want the other two. You just want the because there's a three pack of Splatoon amiibos, right? Yeah, I just you, want the squid. Okay. Well, I'm going to turn you up just a little bit more, Greg. Uh, you can get just a squid for $22 on Amazon, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, Greg. I still need my Hero of Time amiibo. I think I got one up there. <gasps> I could use it to get the outfits. Oh, I don't, why have I never looked up there? Yeah. I Do you have. think they'll have? <laughs> you have a mantle <laughs> above your TVs. Amiibos. Did you know this? I have a mantle, and it's got amiibo and it's got on amiibos. It. I, like I should it. just put all my amiibo up there. You should. How many do you have? Oh, well. oh God, I don't know. Over 30, right, Greg? How many do you have? You have a lot. You have as many as I do, except I only opened about a third of mine. I bought I, all the Smash Brothers yeah. ones and kept them in box. I opened a lot of mine because uh, I had to move. Yeah. And, and it was just like, I knew the boxes were going to get damaged in the process of moving anyway. Yeah. So. Do you think they'll have Resident Evil amiibos? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> It'll I hope be on they the do. Switch, right? Because everything's on the Switch. It better be on the Switch. It, everything that's, that I'm going to play is on the Switch. I yeah, think. everything's on the Switch now. It has to be. On the, it's like our golden rule now. If you make a game, it has, like, you know, when you make a game, it had to be on PC. Now it has to be on Switch. It's, it's like when, when people are like, yeah, our game's not going to be on. I'm like, oh. Yeah, that's that might have flown in like May 2017. Well, well, but Remember our, our Cliffy B interview at E3. Yeah. Right? He, yeah he's like scoffing at me suggesting that lawbreakers should be on switch and i'm like hey buddy you might need those two hundred thousand sales that you could have got in august he could have planted his flag in that soil they really could have yeah. been the first shooter on that system and they could have that could have changed the whole tide for that game they still need a strong multiplayer shooter on switch yeah they do call right, the, wait, are call we pouring the one out for splatoon or that's not an fps no nah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking first-person shooter. shooter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a third-person shooter. It uses tilt mechanics. It's not a traditional uh, shooter. There is no traditional online multiplayer shooter worth a damn on that on that system. But Asif, what about Doom's multiplayer? I'm just kidding. I couldn't get through that. Oh, Doom. Doom is on it. That's true. Well, single player. player. Yeah, the single player. The single player Doom's excellent. I I, I still won't. I won't throw shade anymore. Shade, I should say. At Doom's multiplayer, it's not bad. It's just not very fun. It's just kind of bland. I played the multiplayer for the purpose of the review, and it was not terrible. Yeah. Oh man, I gotta change the. The multiplayer was what gave why I gave Doom a nine out of ten. That's the only thing that was wrong with it. That's Honestly, it. that game could have been our first ten out of ten. And yeah, I, I would have been okay with that. I also had I had concerns about Snap Map. Like I thought Snap Map was cool for what it was, but I also knew that the modding community for that game would be non-existent after a while. Yeah, that that. That had like Mario Maker potential and just yeah. fell flat on its face. It did, which is too bad. I really liked the maps that were available while I was reviewing it. It was fun. Yeah. Well, what are you going to do? Wait for Doom 2016 2. Doom 2018. Doom 2018. <laughs> what are they going to call it? Doom. Doom. Doom 2. Let's we'll call it Doom 2 again. Doom 2 again? They say they know Doom 2 Hell on Earth again. Hell on Earth again. 
people aren't really caring about titles anymore. Like, look, look at Ghostbusters. They made Ghostbusters. Now you have to different Ghostbusters original or Ghostbusters 19, uh, 2017. Like, you have to... This is the same thing with Doom. And it's going to be the same thing with... Uh, what's the other game we just reviewed that has, like, multiple... Ver- it was, I think it was Doom. Where you were just like, you have to tell them it's Doom 2016. Yeah, you do. They understand. Yeah. Oh, Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein. Yeah. You can't call it Doom 4 either. Because it's not, I mean, it's the fourth main Doom game. Yeah. But it's not a sequel. It's a sequel and a reboot. It's Doom 2016. <laughs> you well, know what title ticks me off is Mortal Kombat X. Mm-hmm. Ed Boon and Netherrealm are like, well, it's not Mortal Kombat 10. And I'm like, but it is the 10th Mortal Kombat game. Mm-hmm. And X is the Roman numeral for 10. But okay, we'll call it Mortal Kombat X. But what are they going to call the next one? Mortal Kombat X plus one? Am I solving for X? Is this algebra? Mortal Kombat X equals 11. (laughs) There you go. You have to solve for X. Finish him. Balance the equation. Okay, so that'll be our intro, I think. Okay. (laughs) And we'll use the Mortal Kombat theme. The That'd engine. be great. They did the yes. typing of the dead. They should do like Mortal Kombat of Algebra, you know? Solve for X! <laughs> Mortal Kombat. Yeah, all the fatalities are math problems. <laughs> I can get behind that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's actually kind of awesome. Sub-Zero wins academia. Acad- academicality? I don't know. Yeah. Smartality. 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 Nerd. <laughs> Instead of toasty, I don't know. I think we're onto something here. Someone get Ed Boon on the phone. It's the Frog Fractions Mortal Kombat crossover the world has been waiting for. Welcome to the Shackcast, the official Shack News podcast of Shack News. I'm your host, Awesome Khan, I'm CEO, editor in chief, chief puppy wrangler, janitor, Shack News janitor. Uh, I have two people here with me. My my co-host, my usual co host here, David Craddock. Hey, I think we actually gave you a title this week. So can you let oh. everyone know what your title is at Shack News? <laughs> I am the Shack News Long Reads editor. See, he has a title now, Greg. Yeah. And our guest through a series of tubes from California. It's Greg Burke, the video guy, right? 
I'm back by popular demand. That's right. All three listeners were like, hey, I like Greg on the show. And I'm like, like you know Greg what? The show. Bad Kitty demanded. <laughs> Bad Kitty demanded Greg on the show. Yeah, there was demands for more Greg. So You know that Greg's on the show, so we're going to derail. Hopefully, David can keep us on track. Dude, you think I'm going to keep you on track? I have a Resident Evil 2 update, so whenever we want to get into that. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, yes. We, it's we, a 40,000 world <laughs> memento on the Resident Evil hey, 2 this, update. This podcast has the latest news on F-Zero, Resident <laughs> Evil remakes, and uh, I don't know. Yeah, this whatever. is your one-stop shop. Greg, Greg, whatever Greg's weird painting thing hobby is, whatever that is, you're very into it. I, I you love it. You're I, he paints stuff Listen, very well. Sigmar? Yes, that's right. <laughs> Greg, I saw your Christmas photo. I love it. It's a masterpiece. It is. It's it, great. It, it hangs in my kitchen. Yes, above my garbage can. Right next to you, how tall you were in like ninth grade. Yes, that's so, that's so true. Did you go to the Jackson? Truth there is so, so. No, I did not. Okay, I went to the, I went to Western Reserve Academy up there, okay. up there in Hudson. Okay, you yes. were a tall guy even back then. Jeez, I know, dude. I grew like if you if if we actually look at that chart, Greg, you can find out the point where I grew like five inches in like a yeah. summer. <laughs> it's kind of nuts. <laughs> like I, I think I came back uh, after the summer between freshman and sophomore year, and I was like six inches taller. Yeah, that happens, man. You're yeah, adolescent. I shot up. I'm six two or three. I, I hit that in high school. Yeah, sometime yep. in high school, every guy is just like, Boop. yep. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. So yeah, welcome to the show, Greg. I'm glad that we could we could all figure out a, a time for us to all hang out and talk. Yes. Uh, this wasn't, you know, there wasn't, we're in like a weird period right now for news. There isn't a whole lot of news, but there still is some news. Yeah. We're starting to build up to GDC and then after that, E3. We st- E3 starts early and earlier every year. I'm surprised we're not already talking about E3. We are. Mm-hmm. I've mentioned it. So don't even talk about it till April. Oh my no, god! I know. I'm, I'm usually of the same policy, but <laughs> I have to plan for E3. So I'm already talking. I have a meeting about E3 tomorrow. Wow. But anyway, <laughs> wow. I know. So <laughs> let's not talk about E3 no. right now. I have plenty of E3 I got to talk about later. But what do you guys plan? So I, you know, I we haven't really done this lately. Greg, what are you playing? Dragon Ball Fighters. Yeah. Like, religiously, like, it's bad. My thumb is killing me. Is that what that post on the chatty was about uh, building your own uh, arcade stick? Yeah, because my friend's like, if you're hurting, because I oh, use yeah. a pad, and my friend's like, if you're hurting your thumb because I press way too hard, he's like, you should get a stick. And I'm like, okay, but I don't know. Like, I, I haven't used a stick in 10 years for yeah. any type of game, you know? I mean, I'm sure it just takes adjusting, but... You know, and then, well, I want to get the right one. Like, it's got to be compatible with PC, Xbox, and PS4 because every other fighting games on their platforms. And I want certain buttons. And I'm a big, I'm weird about it. But you know, I, I know fighting game enthusiasts are pretty hardcore about sticks. Like, I have a couple and I like them. But not every fighting game is actually suitable for a stick. Like, Mortal Kombat games really are not because of the type of input. Like with Street Fighter, you're rolling input. You're like down, down to forward punch for a fireball but mortal kombat you tap so really like a pad is better i don't know how dragon ball fighter works but you might not necessarily need a pad to do well at that game it's it, for me it's it's if the game was designed with stick in mind it's probably better to play on stick the pure experience yeah. right yeah. where like mortal kombat was not designed for stick right, right. but like street fighter was like mm. they they're in the office doing things on stick while it's being developed so but you can play on pad and there are some good pad fighters but like top five 
fighting guys are always on stick. Yeah, yeah. So, no update on it? You're just thinking about it still? I'm still thinking about it, whether to make... See, the problem is, like, uh, one of them guys like, make your own, and that's a good idea, but the problem is all the casings are solid. That's and a lot of work. And the tools that I would need to I saw drill one, holes in them. I saw one posted on social media from, you know, I follow, like, Nintendo Versus. I follow a bunch of... Uh, smash fighters a couple other a lot of smash four fight uh players were fighters in other games before yeah so there's a picture of this one it was on tupperware greg oh i saw that one yeah (laughs) i was like that's pretty cool so i mean you can make them on anything yeah so people are getting creative it's almost like pc cases yeah you know modding your stick yeah, Here's the sure. problem is that I want half buttons. And if you know what happens are in the n- 90s in the, in the US arcades, they're the concave buttons that gave off a lot of resistance because everyone uses these Japanese buttons that honestly to me feel broken. Mm-hmm. Like they just don't feel like they give off any resistance. And I found out why all the pros prefer the Japanese buttons over the half US buttons is because when you're moving your finger from button to button, the half buttons are too tall. So they were hitting oh but so they wouldn't be able to press them fast enough yeah that makes sense because they're raised hover over it and hit all of them so that's why no one makes them with the half buttons and they're like double the size of the japanese ones so they're a lot longer so you can't get like a standard case you have to get a you have to make a custom case is from what i'm getting or find like a custom built one that already has half buttons today those are like three to four hundred dollars and i'm like uh I don't know if that's worth it to just play one game. Would you Get go Nintendo all the way Switch for that? You could do that. You know, speaking of which, I, I bet we'll see. We'll hear some Smash Brothers news this year, and I think if they bring Smash Four to Switch, we'll probably get our, our GameCube controller. Just like they did for the Wii U. We'll get that controller. That game... Yeah, they're going to do it. I mean, speaking of Smash 4, like saw also at the CES podcast, this is the year of the ports. You're not going to get a new one. You're just going to get Smash Brothers DX. But I think that's perfect, though. That's a really good stopgap while they're working on Smash 5. You know, kind of like Mario 8 DX fills the void until... Oh, oh sorry. I'm sorry, Asif. I know. I know. <laughs> you know what? When you get a flood of F-Zero ports, that's your sign that F-Zero is coming. Hey, let's take a bet. This is true. New F-Zero or Resident Evil 2 Remake? Which will come out first? New. Which will come out first? (laughs) (laughs) The Resident Evil Remake will come out first. You're right. I haven't even seen any pictures. Have have they released any pictures of that yet or no? No, but I, you know, they're working hard in there, Greg. Get off their back. Seriously. They're not working hard on it They are working so hard. No, they're really not. (laughs) You know what? There was a tweet this week that the original Resident Evil 2 director was in Japan with Capcom's logo in the background. He was uh, he was in the district where Capcom is. What could that mean? You know? I, uh, I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, who knows? But uh, <laughs> <laughs> now that we've derailed, what yeah. have you been playing since it hasn't been Resident Evil 2 Remake? No. What, what did you play instead this week? Resident Evil 2. Yeah, I'm going um, back. PS1 trying to get the rocket launcher. No, I'm kidding. Um, okay, I've been playing two games. I've been playing Celeste. Uh-huh. That's my current like 2018 game. Yeah, it's a good game. But I think I mentioned this in the last show. Demon Souls servers are going offline on February 28th. That's right. Amy and I got a new TV. We got an OLED. I told you the first one was defective. They took it back, got a new one, and it's working okay. Okay. So we have two. We have the old plasma and our new OLED set up side by side in the living room. We've been playing online, mm-hmm. getting in games while we can before the servers go dark on the 28th. Okay, so you're getting your Demon Souls in yep. before they rip it away. From party like it's October 2009. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Cool. Uh, so, yeah, since no one asked and Greg's out well, there Googling what, what shit. What are you playing? I was about to ask what you're playing. Greg's busy Googling some shit Greg's over there. Got, he's surrounded by his six screens. 
this is a problem <laughs> um I, I so i've been playing celeste yeah uh i played uh our friend hammersuit you know john benjamin yes i played him in nba 2k yesterday uh and then uh yeah been playing uh poly bridge for switch yes so, i just got to try that before we started casting so i showed have you seen poly bridge before greg no, I've watched him. I've seen you play Celeste a little bit, and I've heard you talk about that tiny build boxing game that you really like. But <laughs> I haven't seen this one. What's it? What's this one? So it's a bridge builder game. You basically are on one side of this, like you know, like river, and you have to build a bridge to the other side. And then sometimes there's boats coming through, so you have to build it a little higher. Sometimes you have to do a drawbridge. Like sometimes you have, to, and then you have a certain amount of money right so it's like here's how much money your budget is per level yeah here's the materials you have make a bridge that will sustain people driving over it and sometimes you have to do two cars sometimes you have to build a jump it gets pretty fun it's it's a (laughs) it's like it's like a chill puzzle like it's been my winding down game at the end of the night like i'll, I'll play the like, music is really zen too i like the yeah the atmosphere in that game it seems very calming yeah it is like a kind of jammy chill like yeah. rock soundtrack yeah uh and it's just it's just a really fun chill game I, I'm, what's I'm really, it called poly bridge poly space bridge it's for switch it's for steam of course it is of yeah. course it is awesome doesn't play anything unless it's on switch no that's not true <laughs> I played, oh, that's not an accusation that's, that's i i've played cuphead and it's not on switch it should totally it should, be on it switch. should be on switch I, I, it should totally be on i played hellblade now it should totally be on switch but it's not i mean hellblade is a little more graphically intensive i've played assassin's creed origins that's not on switch right now i'm not playing those currently you know but yeah. like, a mutant football league i play pretty frequently yeah you know madden i'm playing that on ps4 right so it's like i i have certain games that i do play elsewhere and i i did mention i played nba 2k earlier this week not on switch because it runs like poop it, oh yeah it, it's like yeah. it's super bad, bad right? like, yeah the frame rate chops it's just a stripped down version of it they didn't like what what fifa did they they basically ported like a 360 version of their game to the right. switch and like up the textures a little mm-hmm. came out great runs really well has a great frame rate 2k just took whatever they had on ps4 and xbox one and just like tried to make it work and it didn't and i think that's the, kind of the same review i heard for wwe yeah which was already a bad game, to begin a bad game. With. yeah right it's a bad game on like chris's pc right like it's like if it doesn't run well on chris gerard's pc it's just it's a shoddily built game yeah so it's like you can't expect it to do much on an original xbox one no. let alone a switch well, yeah uh so it's interesting because it feels like developers have kind of forgotten that lesson that with nintendo hardware over the past few generations in order for a game to work they might have to go back a generation like on the wii most ports were from like yeah. ps2 and xbox and xbox era titles mm-hmm. they, and that was fine because we sold very well and people were going to buy whatever you put out on it yeah and they might just need to kind of you know bring that lesson 
remember that lesson for switch yeah you know and i think that's that's why we're seeing these indie games yeah find such a great home on switch because they're like we didn't have the resources to make games for 1080 ti's anyway so here we go we can just take our wait you're telling me i can just put shovel knight on this thing again hooray it seems like it it, yeah it seems like a natural migration too because the playstation vita was kind of a hotbed for indie games but no one had one the switch is basically the vita but popular and Mm -hmm. that's not a dig at sony but this seems like indie games did well on vita so it stands to reason they do even better on switch given the the adoption rate yeah and i think the support of the two engines you know having unity and unreal engine 4 support yes was huge for that because it made it a lot easier to port and that's why a company like polybridge can do that but it, you know so and david before we went online with you greg like i downloaded polybridge for 15 dollars on the eShop, but there were times during the steam sale that i could have got it for like four dollars <laughs> And I didn't do it because I wanted the portability of Polybridge. That's like a kind of game that I want to just be lying down on my couch at the end of the night playing. And that's not how you play PC games. No. You know? And I I saw Cliffy B tweet out something, Greg, uh, just a little bit ago. It's a lot like what you say. He's like, I'm at my computer all week for work. You know? He's like, sometimes on the weekend, I just want to be on the couch when I'm playing. Yeah and yeah i feel that too (laughs) it's like we all work at our you know we all work at a pc all day yeah there's times where you just want to be on a couch playing games yep and switch is switch lets you do that there's no you know it's not it doesn't force you to even couch bed table wherever you are toilets whatever yeah planes yes i remember that steam is a platform i mean this wasn't its sole purpose but like PC piracy was pretty rampant in the late 90s. And like, so Steam was like, hey, why don't we spend $5 on this game? You know what I mean? The $60 games on sale for $5. Like, it's it, it's stopping piracy because the games are getting so cheap. People are like, okay. Well, like, piracy is. I read an article like a few years ago where like piracy was like down like 45% or something like that because game sales yeah. were up or something like that. Like, it was a weird article, but I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. You know, make a game cheap on PC because like, I don't know how the hell you would pirate a game on Xbox One or PS4 or Nintendo Switch. Right. Like, I don't know if it's physically possible. Oh, it, it's it's Switch possible. is becoming... They have some... Someone's running Linux on, on uh, Switch now. So it's coming. It's coming. There's uh, a lot more work involved to pirate games on consoles than on a PC. But I've seen people hack their SNES classics and have hundred, yeah. hundreds of ROMs on them. Yeah. Uh, same thing with the NES classic. So, yeah, I, I think there's software piracy is down because the cloud became a huge part of of software usage yeah and uh yeah i think you're right greg the average selling price of games is down on pc i'll say this though there i think the switch is a case study in the idea that you can charge a premium rate for software relative to the price on other platforms but the the availability is crucial when i was in high school i pirated a lot of games because i didn't have any money yeah but it was it was there were a lot of steps like there were more on more than one occasion i got a virus from downloading like a cd key generator and i had to like clean out my pc weed out a bunch of garbage did you ever get uh like i don't know all these fake disk images that were actually just windows cab files yeah that was me that was so (laughs) just so you're trolling even back then (laughs) but but honestly like yeah i'll trade you adobe photoshop and it's just windows yeah well yeah there's a lot of fake images out there which was a real pain in the butt because i was on like dial-up back then so i download overnight oh i know waiting on this disk image and then i wake up and it's like here's windows i'm like i don't need that i already parted that uh but no the, the thing is like the fact that if you put software out you can charge almost any price for it but a lot 
of people our age who don't have the time we did in high school to download CD key generators, jump through all these hoops. The fact that games are available, people will just buy them. Yep. You know? Yeah. No, I, I think uh, what Greg's talking about, Steam has kind of done the same thing that iTunes did. Yeah. In a sense, you know, like iTunes was the Napster had destroyed Napster, Kazaa, iMesh. They had destroyed music sales. Yeah. And physical medium. And iTunes came up with a really good way to digitally get your software. Yeah. And Steam it has to be available. Steam kind of did the same thing for software. Yeah. And you also look at, well, there wasn't much of a piracy problem with mobile, but Apple with their app store is now kind of the same thing. Yeah. If you, if you make things easy for people, they'll pay, mm-hmm. they'll pay you money. I think, uh, yeah, but you got to price it aggressively though. To Greg's yeah. Price. The problem with iTunes is nothing is priced aggressively. Everything's pretty much re- I mean, 99 originally, cents per song. Originally, for yeah. originally Greg, that was cheap. Because you have to remember, CDs were costing $20, $25. And you might only like three tracks. Yeah, and you were able to get a a song for $0.99 where you couldn't Mm. anymore. The music industry had become so full of people who are just, you know, focused on CD sales that they didn't realize, hey, we could sell millions of songs for a dollar instead of a couple million records for 20 Right. That That was the big change at the time. I agree that later on apple became less competitive but at the time they were way more competitive yeah that's what i mean with steam too like they they figured that out that people were pirating software because they couldn't pay 60 dollars for it but they're like hey well if we occasionally drop things down to five dollars people will probably share this platform well i can give you an example from the chatty this weekend i think it's this weekend or this past week people were mentioning old pc games that they'd want to come see to steam or good old games and no one lives forever came up that game is is Mm -hmm. caught in in ip hell yeah that game will probably never be re-released and people are like oh here's a link to pirate it and they're like ah i don't have time i could get a virus i would rather just pay money Mm -hmm. if this game was available to buy you could slap a 30 40 50 dollar price tag on that people would get it because it's just easy to just click download yep you know no, I think I think you're right there. And the Switch is kind of doing that. Like a lot of games cost more on Switch, but they're available. They're, it Switch is the hottest commodity right now. And also the fact that you could just lie back on your couch and play this game like, you know, Polybridge. You paid three times as much mm-hmm. for it on Switch as you did PC, but it's that convenience fee That's almost. Right. You know? Yeah. Well, it costs money to port. I get it. But the problem with iTunes that I've been having that I've had the last few years is that like... I bought a movie on sale. I was like, oh, cool, Star Trek. I've never seen this. So I bought it. And because at the time my PC didn't have an HDMI graphics card, it wouldn't let me play it in HD. It was like, here's, oh, yeah, your, yeah. here's your 480 <laughs> fucking SD because you don't have... I'm like, wait, what? You're like limiting what I can watch because I don't have the hardware. I'm like, that's stupid. They're almost Nintendo-like with how they adopt technology. Because like... They're just now getting into 4K content delivery. Yeah, they wait. They play the, <laughs> they play the waiting game. Yeah, they're like, okay... We're just going to sit here. They were part of the Blu-ray uh, alliance yeah. back in the day. And then they never released a Blu-ray in any of their products. Because they they were just like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, we're just going to go digital. You know, it's, it's like, I, I feel like a lot of the time, Apple doesn't take that risk. Yeah. And they just wait. And yeah, it can be frustrating from a from a content owner's perspective, Greg. I, I agree with you completely. But then you look at mishaps like, you know, Microsoft and Sony jumped right on the motion control bandwagon. You know, Connect mm-hmm. just kind of dropped, sank like a stone immediately. 
Whereas Nintendo, like I, I look, I look at VR. Mm -hmm. Everyone's like, oh, I, you know, VR on Switch would be great. I'm like, what it? Because no. Nintendo knows their strength. It's about local co-op play. VR would be categorically awful uh, using a Nintendo Switch as the head-mounted display. It would be the worst, maybe the worst possible screen to use. I think a phone might be slightly worse. Yeah. And no. I actually, I, I don't know. I think the resolutions of some screens on phones are better than the Switch. So, yeah, yeah. Well, so they get back into that cost demo. I mean, I can't think of a phone you can buy for yeah. $300. Yeah. Not, yeah. So, I, you know? I actually, no. Switch would be the worst head-mounted display. Yeah. <laughs> There's, and it's like, when I heard that rumor, I'm like, yeah, we can run that story, but we're going to put a big, fat rumor next to that headline. Right. Because it's not going to happen. Nintendo... They got burned in VR a long time ago when they were trying to do something <laughs> cool. And it's like, that's on like the pile of just terrible ideas yeah. that, that they'll never ever use again. Yeah. It's like Rob the Robot sitting on that pile. You know, like they're never going to make another Rob the Robot, right? Mm -mm. Like Nintendo Labo. I gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> oh. It, I know. Look at, look at, yeah, I'm excited look at, about it. Look, look at this millennial. We doesn't have any kids. Talk about it on the last <laughs> podcast, but there's a lot of stuff I wanted to talk about Nintendo Labo. First of all, I want to thank Nintendo for giving Shaq his invite to the San Francisco event. Um, you didn't listen was, to last was, week's episode. I bitched about that. That was great. Yeah, I know. But like, I get what Labo is. They like made this like everyone's just porting to their platform and they're frustrated because they want people to actually utilize the like, you know, billions of dollars of innovation they put into the controllers and nobody's doing that. Like literally nobody's no, no, no. doing that. I, I would disagree. And I don't they, think I don't think they care. Get out there in the hands of developers to do something with that technology, but I don't know. I feel it should be sold as a dev kit and not like a ninety dollar consumer product, you know, like You know that you can make your own labo if you buy the if you buy the game and then you just get cardboard you can make your own with the labo garage <laughs> did you know about that greg so if somebody already released the prints online so you just like print them out and then cut out each piece yeah i'm sure that'll happen yeah but you're gonna have to buy this it's a one-time purchase of the software you mm -hmm. get your you get your kit and then you get to go from there i don't know i know i think that's i think it's really cool like it's, it's probably not something for me but i love the fact that this is why Nintendo took this lateral step away from Sony Microsoft so that they could afford to experiment instead of just kind of do the same thing over and over. Like maybe Labo will flop, but I think like my, my brother-in-law is an engineer and his daughter, my niece, is really getting into robotics and he showed her the the advertisement for Labo and she's like, oh, that looks fun. Like mm -hmm. he might get it just to do with her. That's their yeah. audience right there. I think well, that's it's more of a pitch to like what the joy cons can do and what people can do with it more than a game like in my opinion that's what it is well it doesn't not every piece of software for switch has to be a game you know and i think nintendo is looking at like if for some way some reason this can get nintendo switch into classrooms yeah that's a huge opportunity for them from a sales perspective and it's also from a marketing perspective at mothers or at parents right hey there's actually something educational happening on this console yeah not on the xbox where you're just killing people in PUBG or the ps4 you know where you're playing god of war like nintendo already always has had that family friendly brand to it yeah and what i'm seeing with my friends because i'm old as fuck i turned 37 in a couple days old as fuck greg right like <laughs> fucking buy, <laughs> buying me a casket old as fuck right a lot of my friends have kids 
and they're like, I can't wait to get Labo and, yeah. play, and, and like do this with my kids. And like, I have some some friends that have kids that are like two, and he's like, I'm not letting them anywhere near Labo, but yeah. I'm gonna get it. Yeah, <laughs> you know. And then I have other friends who are like, Yeah, they can't wait. So there is a group of people out there that this product is for. It's not necessarily us. But I can look at it from the standpoint of a market and be like, yeah, there's probably going to be a market well, for this. And Nintendo is smart about that. Look at, I think the analog, the obvious analog is Wii Fit. That's not a game, but it used the Wii in a way that, you know, the Wii was already in a lot of homes. That was the ultimate betrayal. Was it? <laughs> How so? When my, when, when, my, when my game console told me I was fat. Oh. I'm like, you made me this way, Nintendo. You did this to me. Now they're trying to help. <laughs> They're like, but, they gave you the drug and now they're trying to send you to rehab. Like, I'm like, Nintendo, Super Nintendo, N64, Game Boy, no, yeah. GameCube, Game, Game Boy Advance, yeah. SP. Oh, of course, it's gotta be SP. Because it's, it's just so like, I see it, first of all, like it's funny that people say, I have kids that I want to give it to them. I want to stopwatch and see how long the cardboard stuff lasts when someone under nine is playing with it. That's exactly what my and dad for, said. You know what I mean? Like instantly just dead. You know what I mean? <laughs> my dad watched it. That was the first thing he said when he saw the trailer. He's like, that's not going to last like a week. Like yeah. if, if we gave it to like my nephews a couple years ago, like when they were four yeah. or five. Yeah. They would tear through that. There'd be smudges that's, and all sorts of that's stuff. That's on the parent, that's though. Like, it's a dev kit that they're charging $80 for. Like, that's the interesting thing I but, think about. It. No, but it. it's like, you know, uh, the Arduino companies that we saw at CES. It's like, hey, you're going to build your own console, right? Uh, it's STEM. It's, it's, it's education. It it's, it's engineering education for little kids, which I think is a good thing. It's like, hey, you can do something... That's just com- like you can turn your switch into a freaking piano, yeah, with cardboard. That's cool. Right, it's a dev kit. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It's like it's a <laughs> dev kit that they're marketing to consumers. I think it's it's weird. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it because it's that's, weird. It's, it's not a you know dev I mean? kit. Like you can't go out the like a, a, your consumer can't go to Best Buy and get a dev kit for the PS4. You know, you have to go through like all this process to the company to get one, and you know, and it's no, expensive. but it's just like if PS4 had a controller that was worth a damn, they could do something like this too. Sony and Microsoft never will, though. That's their whole thing. No, no, this is so outside the box. For They're Nintendo. monolithic. Yeah, it, it it has divided not just gamers, but Switch owners. Because you see it on the chatty all the time. Oh. there's the group of people who are like, "This is dumb. I hate it, and it's too expensive." And then there's like the people who are like, "I'm going to get this for my kids." Dad check. You know, dad checks on one <laughs> side, and yeah. then like Mister Sleepy and his like saloon full of pirates yeah they're like this is dumb and it's too expensive <laughs> this will cost 120 dollars in canada <laughs> you know because like everything apparently is more expensive in canada i've heard that like that's all i that's one thing i've learned from my years of reading the chatty greg is that things are expensive in canada especially nintendo products like it must cost yeah. like 500 dollars to get a switch there <laughs> It's like import fees and stuff. Every every country is different. It's also the, they their, curren- their currency is super weak. It's like Australia, too. I remember games are super yep. expensive in Australia. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, actually, I was talking to Sam about that. So, yeah. Uh, um, well, I'm glad, you, I'm glad you were able to share your opinions on Labo, considering that you didn't even have a hands-on with it because you weren't invited. I reached out to you. I said, hey, do we talk to Nintendo? Because like, I'll go to this. It'll be big. And then they just said, nope. But Kotaku got to go. Good old Kotaku. Well, you know, they're they're a large website. 
<laughs> Greg's trying to curry favor by bashing other websites on this podcast. Let's not do that. Yeah, no. Hey, you know, that's, that's, I, I do that enough. That's my department. Yeah. <laughs> they had some really questionable articles this week going on the Man. Twitter feed, and I'm just kind of like, let's really? not unfollow them. Let's not do like, Why are you following Kotaku? Why aren't you following Shack News? I am following Shack News, but I just, I think it's because, I, I think it's an example of like how not to run a website. Then why like, are you following them? They're pretty popular, Greg. And if, they are pretty popular. If that's an example say, how yeah. not, how, how, how not to run a website, more people should follow that example. Of, of the tons of websites that I might not like in the gaming media, Kotaku has a voice. Yeah. They have a voice. I'm like, yeah, that's something Kotaku would run. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not, I'm not saying that everything they do is great, but occasionally they get some really good scoops. They do. And they're, they just are not afraid to run really fucking racy headlines, you know, and they get clicks. So I understand where Greg's coming from, but when people like talk shit about BuzzFeed or talk shit about like even Twitter, I'm like, these companies have millions of people coming to their site every yeah. month. They're doing something right. Yeah. You know, so it's like out of the big five, if you want to call them the big five, I think Kotaku has more of a voice. I think IGN, Polygon, their uh, GameSpot, they're yeah. all kind of the same coverage universe. Kotaku so, will have some wild ass shit occasionally. Yeah. So, yeah, and that that was with last week they had an article that said my boyfriend's pregnancy kink turns me off. And we're like, what the why is this on your what? Like we're like, huh? Exactly. Like, and that has nothing to do with gaming. Do you know why? With entertainment. Because you're talking about it right now. Exactly. You're Kim, you you're <laughs> or, A, here, here, let's let's look at through the the reasons this shouldn't even even happened. You're following them on Twitter. <laughs> you clicked on that link. I didn't click on it. You did not click on it. So you're already, you're, you're talking shit about it without even knowing what it is. You're, you didn't listen to, don't you even listen to the show? Don't you even listen to the show every episode? I tell you to click the link. See, become a more informed share of information. And you, you know, failed. Me. People just formulate an opinion based off the you headline and failed. the headline will just tell you everything you need to know. That's not how it works. <laughs> Oh my god, it's like this whole thing. <laughs> I've been on this pedestal forever and no one's listening. But you're mad because I didn't click on a Kotaku link? I'm <laughs> mad, A, that you're following Kotaku, but B, <laughs> that you spent this amount of time talking about an article yeah. that you didn't even read. <laughs> that drives me crazy. Because maybe there's something the about his kink that is gaming related. We'll never know. Because I sure as shit am not going to read the article. Uh, you know... <laughs> If there's something gaming related in that article, I will be shot. It won't be. You there should be like, I'm into, you know. No, no, no. I will read this article because the guy who brought it up didn't read the article. <laughs> exactly, Greg. Now what are you reading? You're probably reading the article now, aren't you? No, I'm on Fudgebook. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I might just hang up on you right now. <laughs> no, I just you're I, you I can't, oh, he can't, he can't be bothered to do the Shackcast without looking at his Facebook. It's only been thirty minutes since he looked at your Facebook last time. Someone you might have notified me about something. Oh my god, someone liked something that I talked about fifteen years ago. I got a notification. <laughs> you are going crazy. I got a notification, Greg. 
the the like fifth thing on my wall is hub news is also making fun of me for hub news that's the fifth thing on my wall see i still exist on facebook yeah because i don't really post anything on facebook i just like check new stuff <laughs> fucking greg what what are we even talking about before uh, Greg like started? To before like, Greg I'm brought up Kotaku, I don't know. This is this is what he was talking like about. This is exactly what Greg was talking about going into this episode. That at some point he was going to derail it. It done happened. So now we have zero segue from this. Fake news. To pedal. To pedal. <laughs> <laughs> Click the link, Greg. Click it. Right now, I'll click it if it deserves a click. Like most you won't know until it, you won't know that it deserves a what? click until you click. Don't follow stuff that you're not gonna click. What's the point? I don't. That's funny because you say like they're obviously doing something right, but then like if you want to really do well, we can talk about certain YouTubers that do horrific things yeah, and like sure. they get all this reward for it. So that's not right. There's but no. There's still. So it's it not to a black and white kind of thing. No, I, I think Greg's making a point about shock content and stuff that goes viral he's talking about that logan paul fellow yeah i know and his stupid videos um <sighs> he messed up again he did but let's not get let's not get into that. i greg i think you have a point but the, th- the headline got you to talk about the article so that's what they're doing right that's my point mm-hmm. right but it's, it's racy they had one a few weeks ago that i did click and it was they used the word like fat cock in the yeah, headline. Yeah, the headline had the phrase And they were fat the cock. only ones that did it. I'll and say everyone this. Else, and they pr- it probably got number one because of that headline. It, just, it's like, it was because an esports player in the Overwatch League told another player to, I think it was, suck a fat cock. Suck a big fat cock, yeah. Suck Most websites would have like starred out the vowel or whatever. Think, I think a lot of websites just said um, it was inappropriate language yeah yeah like, I, they no one quoted it except for kotaku they we, did it in the article they would say in the article what they said but they didn't use yeah, the headline yeah and, that, and we do the same policy we, sure if, if there's some if there's a quote and it's vulgar we will run the quote yeah we have no problem with that but in our headlines because we know it's being shared to people who follow games media and a right. lot of those could be kids <laughs> right we don't put expletives in headlines yeah and that's just been like one thing that we do so yeah for me I, I, and that was that's where I like say Kotaku has their own voice. That's why I say that is that they they they're like this is what we're doing. We're gonna keep doing it. But I will say this: they generate that type of content, and if that gets them clicks, those clicks allow them to do their more in depth. They do some deep dives mm-hmm. into games and culture and industry. Yep, it's kind of like your analogy they used me a couple years ago was, you know, steakhouses and Taco Bell. You mm-hmm. need your Taco Bell because everyone's gonna get that, and then you still have money to run your steakhouse. Yeah, what we've found is that our best Taco Bell stuff are our guides. Because that's like... Guides, server news, yes, occasionally. Yeah, the but, stuff that hits. Yeah, like yeah. S- stuff like that has been really the dri- the driver of traffic for us. So we, so we don't have to be like top 10 huge monster dongs from Monster Hunter World. Like we don't have to top run that Top 10 cats in video but games. you know what? I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see that. <laughs> Yeah. I like that, that's by the way. I like that. Right there. I, love that. I like, I like that level. one. I thought, I thought but that was fun. But it's not racy and it's not Yeah, exactly. Shocking. Monster dongs are way more racy than video game cats. Yeah. That's the thing. And this can segue into, like, into what people are doing to get growth. I mean, like, if I, I have to talk about it because that chatty thread was a mess. The uh, Dr. Disrespect coming back thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, sure. I don't, like, people are misunderstanding a lot of people's opinions. I don't have a problem with him doing whatever he does. 
in his spare time is his business. I'm not going to judge a person for doing something shitty and, and crucify him for it. You know, like we're only human. But at the same time, to use that shittiness to leapfrog yourself to get more popular is really, really dark. How? Uh, well, I know I'm, I'm not disagreeing, but I'm interested. How do you think he did that? He incorporated the whole infidelity of his wife in a hype video right before he came back. Oh, did he? Yeah. I didn't know that. She had a knife to his neck and like all sorts of stuff. Okay, that nah, I, I disagree with he, that too. He sensationalized his infidelity. Yeah, in a way yeah, that's too then, bad. And then he took a two month break, and then he was severely he was rewarded for that yeah. terrible behavior two months later like exponentially mm-hmm. like because every news outlet reported it it was a huge thing and he got like a ton of followers on twitter he gained four hundred thousand twitters in two months of being inactive because right. of this news and it's, just, it's 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 it makes me upset because it's him and people like logan paul doing this shitty stuff to get noticed and get more followers because they've capped or they're not mm-hmm. seeing growth and then they're they're rewarded for this behavior and uh, that's gonna encourage other people to do the same kind of shitty behavior this is probably more in an awesome wheelhouse but i read that uh, logan paul has actually taken a hit like youtube has pulled a lot of his advertising he's gone down from like 1.7 million advertising to like seven hundred thousand. it's still a lot of money but that's not being rewarded he's lost he lost a million dollars yeah. yeah it took a long time for them to do that though because first they just sure. canceled oh, and you know Red what series. i was uh yeah. i you know i'm a huge youtube tv so I'm, I'm sub for youtube tv i'm a huge fan of it yeah i saw an ad for a youtube red original starring logan paul today really yeah at the bottom it's, of it's, my yeah at the bottom of my library mm-hmm. there was an ad for a logan paul youtube original movie so i'm like and, as much as they're like oh we're not yeah he's still on youtube red originals yeah you know and you're still promoting that content yeah i think youtube is doing a really terrible job right now sure well youtube uh, it's i was in the film industry for five years and the thing about new new media content and youtube content it's the same thing it's it's people taking advantage of other people and making money off them that's all it is like mm-hmm. when you break it down and it's 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 terrible in the film industry because it causes people to like kill themselves and have drug problems and get abused all the time and now it's just happening on the YouTube space, except they're not, they're not physically involved with them. They're just promoting them from a digital standpoint. Yeah. So then the YouTuber keeps doing shitty things because they keep getting rewarded for it. And the cycle continues, yeah. you know, YouTube doesn't have ethics. They don't care. No. They just want to get as many views as possible to whatever it is until the, until their viewership throws a bitchy fit. And if no one threw a fit about the suicide video, they weren't going to do anything. So like they, they don't care. And people aren't realizing that. I can agree with that. I think that's the scariest part is that there's so many people that are defending the behavior of Dr. Disrespect and Logan Paul. Yeah. And it's not yeah. just for me, like his whole cheating on thing, his cheating on his wife thing and everything that happened after that. Um, <sighs> That's not even my biggest problem with Dr. Disrespect. Because if you watched, uh, there was a couple of videos that went live just on social media last week where he's super racist. He's done a ton oh, of... Oh, really? Yeah. He's done a ton of uh, streams uh, where he's just like making fun of Asian people rather... Well, he's... Yeah, he's got to remember too, uh, this is a character. This isn't him. Yeah, like, yeah, Dr. yeah. Disrespect. It's like Andy... Like, what's the guy, Man on the Moon? Andy it, Kaufman. Andy, it's like Andy Kaufman. Like, he played characters. Yeah. Like, that's what he was. Oh, he was like really dedicated too. to that. Before. Yeah, no, I understand that. Dr. Disrespect is not a real person. I get that. <laughs> but, and it's not, this is something I wrote about with PewDiePie when he said the N-word. There's a big problem in shooters with people calling people, you know, homosexual slurs or racial slurs. And it is disappointing to see 
companies like YouTube and companies like Twitch put those people on a pedestal. No, it is. Because you're like, come on. I like, mean, PewDiePie is totally fucking racist. Any guy who's going to... Yeah, I'm sorry. Like, No, in, I, in I, your, I'm not in, disagreeing. In I'm your not a fit fan. of rage, yeah. if you're going to throw the N-word out, like, you're racist, dude. Yeah. It, like, oh, that was a mistake. No, no, no. You're racist. Just in that one moment, you finally showed everyone that. Right. So, it's like... And and with, with Dr. Disrespect, what happened last week after that video was shown... Twitch responded with new community guidelines that don't go into effect until the 19th I of February. S- I saw their announcement in the community guidelines, but I wasn't sure what precipitated them. I'm pretty sure it had a lot to do with Dr. Disrespect's return mm. and a couple of people that were Asian in the games media pointing out the racism in a lot of his streams. Okay. And it's just like, you, you have to look at it and you're like, you know what? Yeah, I, I good luck Twitch. I watched their stream. They had a they had a stream where they announced the new community guidelines. So they had their community manager telling everyone in Twitch chat, right? Twitch yeah. chat and YouTube, right? <laughs> two of the most Jeez. like right. You can't think of bigger cesspools than those two. No. And uh, you know, it's just I, I think they're in for a very very rude awakening like it's not going to be easy this is this is a bigger issue for me too i i have a and i have an issue with where influence influencers have kind of been placed in the pecking order of just this industry uh you know a a lot of people a lot of companies are going to influencers with exclusives they're being treated like pundits when they're not they're they're entertainers and that's fine like do your do your thing but this is this has been my problem for a while i don't really like or follow I've, I've, I don't think I've seen a PewDiePie video. I think South Park, before the the controversy last year with his racial slur, was the most exposure I'd ever had to PewDiePie. I'd heard of him, but I don't watch his stuff mm-hmm. because I feel like that. Well, the South Park episode, of course, hit the nail on the head, which is the way these influencers are venerated yeah. by the public, yeah. and, and that's a problem too because you know guys like PewDiePie, Doctor Disrespect, Logan Paul, they they influence their younger viewers. Mm-hmm. And the the cycle will just continue. Oh, big time! And it's the problems that we're seeing sprout up with them have been around before they were even a thing. Uh, I, I could I could you know, see a lot yeah, of those yeah. similarities, but like if you look back, like I remember parents hated rock music in the early '80s. They were like, "It's going to be a hero- in the '70s. It's going to be it's a heroin influence on our children. This rock and roll is going to ruin our generation." But this is not. Like I can, I get it might be a generational thing, but at the same time, that rock and roll is not doing what Logan Paul is doing. You know what I mean? Like it was not the same thing. Well, you know what it, I mean? Like it, to leapfrog from that, you could say that a lot of. I don't know. I don't know how much of this is urban legend, but like there's the example of Marilyn Manson eating or decapitating doves at a concert or whatever. I think a lot of times the people's issue with that music also extended to what are the musicians doing? And maybe you can say that thing about same thing about YouTube Oz- and Twitch or Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, Ozzy Osbourne bit the head out of yeah. off of him. He bit the head off of a bat because a, a guy threw a real bat. Uh-huh at him at a concert but this was like before internet so like no one knew what the hell was going sure. on you know like you just heard rumors i i think but, but i guess my point is like as a parent it's the parent's job to kind of monitor this content like the only streamer i really follow is this guy named lobos jr really smart articulate guy was a programmer at bioware before his streaming took off it was dark Souls. he plays dark souls games he does a lot of other stuff now but he's like mm-hmm. a good he's a good dude i like him i support him but i hear about stuff like logan paul dr disrespect and it, it, I, I feel like it's too bad that those are the people who are making the most money and getting the most exposure 
because of all of their juvenile racist bigotist but, just bigotry you know and i'll shock say that value. it's all shock value. i'll say yeah. this though like i like video games yes and i like people who are good at video games and dr disrespect plays PUBG very well mm-hmm. and that's why he became popular i'm sure. not talking about i'm not defending any of his behavior, no, 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 no. but i just think from a pure gaming standpoint and just looking at it from a twitch viewer perspective i understand yeah. why his streams are popular i've watched some of his streams before what i find is that his streams are more highlightable mm-hmm. like they can break it down to 30 seconds and and if you watch him on a 30 second basis he's way more palatable than if sure. you sit there for hours and you know i i just i i think it's he, he has an opportunity to really be the like an agent for change yeah that's why i'm be. not writing him off yet he's not going to be I, I you know my cynical hat is on sure but he has an opportunity yeah. to really lead twitch in, in a good direction and i think twitch is going to put him in that position yeah with the way that they're doing these guideline implementations like they're doing it because of him but they also know that he's their most important streamer sure you know so it's it's a very interesting time for that that community um and yeah he broke twitch when he came back yeah i mean (laughs) no i'm glad you mentioned i think there's a lot to unpack there like i as a wrestling fan chris benoit was one of my favorite wrestlers and then he went and killed his wife and child and i think i thought that was his tragedy a lot of people are like how can you like his wrestling i mean i i do not i don't like him I disagree with what he did yeah but i can separate that from like he was one of the greatest wrestlers i don't mm-hmm. think he should be recognized i don't think he should be inducted into any hall of fames for example yeah but i can still respect his work so you know i i don't have a problem with someone saying well i like how you know watching dr disrespect play PUBG. i think that's fine mm-hmm. i'm kind of with you I, f- I feel almost the same way about donald trump donald trump ran on a populist platform he could have been an agent for positive change yep but he's not He's yeah. in the, he's in this great position and he's doing the exact opposite. And I'm with you. I know that after after the suicide forest debacle, Logan Paul did a video about suicide prevention and outreach. I actually watched it and he did a nice job with it. Uh-huh. But then he turns around and he screws up again. And I'm like, kid, I don't know what to think about. He you. monetized his apology video. Yes, yes. And I have a problem with that. <laughs> but I thought also like he, I thought that he used his base. And yes, he gained from it. He gained monetarily. Yeah. But he also did like he shared suicide hotlines. He talked with yeah. a survivor. Like that's the thing. I don't think this is black or white. It's not all or nothing. I, I like that he took the time to do that regardless of why he did it because he fucked up mm-hmm. and it was some sort of mea culpa and yes he 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 profited from it but i'm glad that he did it because he had a base who might watch that and maybe some of his base are struggling statistically probably a lot of his base are struggling and at least that his video got that out there is it the best source no but at least it's out there yeah yeah but it's kind of like it'd be like that restaurant you talked about like it would be like him using the murder of his family to promote himself you know what i mean yeah, like, yeah, and yeah. Then coming back and being even more popular like that that's the shit that would happen today if someone did that sure you know like that's what's sad and it's, like that's what makes it like us all the time darkest timeline shit yeah no, I, I, I feel like at some point in the last i don't know how many years we've like gone into a parallel timeline yeah where everything just kind of sucks ass yeah <laughs> and i uh uh i you know I, I kind of want to transition away from the influencers because we all know they suck. Yeah. And we all know that you're not going to get your bang from your, for your buck when you get a retweet from them or whatever. You know, they just, they charge for everything. Uh, you know, it's like yeah. they're monetized humans almost. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that companies are going to realize that they're not getting their money 
uh, from them. Yeah. And I, the reason I think this, the reason I kind of want to pivot from this is that we have had in the last week a market crash of sorts. Mm-hmm. And it's been, people are afraid. And the chatty, we're hearing about it a lot. And I don't know. Like, I think that historically for me, I have always been one to kind of be interested in things when there's panic mm-hmm. as opposed to running away from them. Yeah. I, 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 early on in my investing career, I probably was the guy running into burning buildings to save them too sure. early. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you could argue I did that with Shaq news. <laughs> you know? I was just yeah. going to say, you didn't Shaq news. You know what I mean? So it's like, right. that was kind of a, a building that was on fire that I'm like, Hey, you know, if I stop this fire, it might actually be worth something still. Yeah. Um, so I feel like, yeah, there, there's, there's opportunities out there and I think people mm-hmm. are afraid and it's understandable when you like have 10% of your nest egg or your investments, they all disappear. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's just, that's, we were overdue for this. Yeah. I talked about it for a while. Like we had record low volatility in the market. Volatility basically is the probability of the stock market moving X amount of points a day. Right. So when you're at 9%, there's like the Dow Jones might move 30 to a hundred points in a day. Mm-hmm. The VIX hit uh, hit 40 on Monday. So 40% volatility as opposed to like where it was around nine or 10. Mm-hmm. So the markets are moving like 600, 800 points a day now. Yeah. And it's freaking people out. It's scaring people out of positions. My whole thing is like, is always, you know, I, I, I ran that game trader article, I think about two days before the market started going down. Yeah. And I said, I have like, I'm, there's only three stocks on my whole list of things that I rated buy or above mm-hmm. Nintendo, super mega buy Apple buy and Tesla and no, or I don't cover Tesla at game trader. I do. Oh. I do own Tesla. Oh, just game trader. Yeah. <laughs> game okay. trader, uh, GameStop. Oh yeah, okay. And yeah. I know GameStop is this super contrarian buy because everyone hates it. Greg hates it. He loves to shit all over GameStop. But you go there sometimes, don't you, Greg? Very rarely. Yeah. Well, we uh, we I don't know. We have Best Buy, Walmart. Mm-hmm. I think Toys R Us is going bankrupt, right? Yeah. Target. Target. Yeah. So we have options, but yeah, I have Walmart and GameStop, and Walmart never has any Amiibos. And Walmart also doesn't do midnight launches that often, does it? No, I think not ours anyway, be... and they don't have any Mario cereal either. Yeah. Yeah, what the hell? They do midnight launches for the big mainstream games, like occasionally a Call of Duty, mm-hmm. but yeah. So yeah, GameStop, I, I've been, I've said on the podcast before, below $22 is trading below its liquidation value. Mm-hmm. So the lower it gets, the more compelling it is from a long perspective. Right. It was trading below 16 this week. So it's getting kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also yields like over 9% a year. So if you just buy it, it'll pay you a 9% dividend yeah. this year. Almost 10%, I think. So it's, it's an interesting stock. That's one of those that you have to have a lot of guts to be buying in this market. Yeah. So that's, I understand why people would be like, ah, I'm not going to buy that one. Uh, but yeah, I still think Apple's a buy. Uh, and I, I said that it's basically when something hits a certain level it becomes more interesting to me, mm-hmm. you know, like, uh, Nvidia last week, I, sure. I, 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 I rated it hold on game trader and hold wasn't a negative rating. Hold was like, these are good companies. If you already own them, hold on to them. Right. They, I wasn't saying sell. I wasn't saying don't buy. Right. 
so it dropped to a point where i'm like you know what it's down about 40 dollars yeah in a like two week period i think it's a it's interesting buy also they're on top of the world like who's competing with nvidia like no no one right like well, a- ati ati nominally ati yeah. really you're gonna come to me with ati where's <laughs> ati they're at amd and now amd and intel are working on integrated graphics processors for future intel chipsets yeah so it's like bizarro world the amd and intel have to partner up against <laughs> nvidia right that's the world we're in though yeah and that speaks to nvidia like i, I think they got a they got a ceo who i i love his goofy leather jacket yeah routine. yeah um they're working at the forefront of machine learning uh computer vision and they're also inside the switch yep you know so it's like they got their hands in so many things yeah outside of just the 1080 yeah. framework and then not to mention they are at the forefront of graphics processors and they're also powering the cryptocurrency revolution right so it's just like they're everywhere you look in tech they're there yeah you know even vr they're they, there didn't at ces this year didn't they say something about cars yeah, yeah. That, that has to do with their computer vision technology okay so it's all about being able to read a stop a read read a stop sign or read a speed limiter yeah uh you know knowing being able to do predictive uh reasoning yeah based on cars movement in front of you and stuff so yeah they're they're definitely working on ai on ar all sorts of cool stuff yeah so i'm like yeah i when i see so many people just throw away their investment philosophies because the market's down a couple weeks yeah i'm like that's very short-sighted and i feel like this we were talking about this before the show like i feel like 2008 and 9 have kind of shocked people yeah Uh, made them skittish you know our parents now have been through the 87 crash the 2000 dot-com bubble Mm -hmm. and now the 2007 housing crash right right so our generation like we were not many of us had investments in 2000 right you know some of us had investment <laughs> had investments in 2007 and 8 but now we're all in our 30s yeah you know this exennial generation not the millennials like greg over there <laughs> um the xennials uh-huh. between generation x and the millennials we have money and a lot of us have seen our parents get burned twice, if not three times growing up. Right. So we're already reticent to invest. Yeah. And whenever they, whenever you see the market down, they're like, yeah, this is why I'm not in the market. And you're like, okay, yeah, that's fair. But over the long term, I can just point out, let's look at Nintendo. It was $13 a share a couple of years ago. Right. It was at 55 before this recent correction. Yeah. So it's down to 49 so you're down six dollars in two weeks that sounds horrible mm-hmm. oh my god i'm down over 10 percent. it's a it's a correction or whatever but you're still up right if you've just taken the long-term view the most money i have ever made was off of apple and i had to hold it for fucking 20 years <laughs> you know yeah you don't become super wealthy overnight get rich quick schemes are dangerous trying to trade options to do that or use leverage you're gonna get burned right but if you just invest the money that you have that you know you can put in the market and you diversify it right you can make a lot of money in the long run so view these moments as opportunities not as not as opportunities to sell but maybe 
if you have money, buy some things that you kind of wish you had already owned. Like you did with NVIDIA. Like I did with NVIDIA. Right. Or if you don't own Apple and you still think that, you know, I, if you go back and read the Game Trader, I make a very good reason. I, I lay out a very good case for why Apple trades at a discount mm-hmm. to Microsoft on apples to apples basis or oranges to oranges basis. <laughs> uh, a discount to Google, a discount to Amazon, a discount to Facebook. And Apple's the biggest brand in the world. Right. Does it make sense that they traded a discount? Usually companies that are like that, like Coca-Cola or Disney, they usually get to trade at a premium right. to the market. Apple is being given a discount and it's because Steve Jobs is dead. Yeah. And it's like, it goes back to what Greg says. They don't innovate anymore. They're an iterative company. If they ever disprove Greg, the stock's got a shit ton of upside. You know? Right. And in the meantime, I don't really see it falling off a cliff because they just got handed a 20% tax cut from Donald Trump. And like, I've been stud- I've been doing my CPE and my continuing professional education for my accounting recently. So I've been looking more into the tax code and it's just filthy what was done yeah uh in the last six months and it's to think that that's not going to give corporations a benefit for years to come is very foolish so i think that like yes this market from 2009 to now has had moments like this when brexit occurred there was a huge crash in the stock market that was a buying opportunity in 2010 for no reason at all stocks just started tanking remember it was called the flash crash because 90 percent of trading on the stock market in any given day is governed by computers that trade based on patterns right not human decisions they're like this stock's going down sell it so all these computers decided at once to sell i think it was may 5th 2010 Mm -hmm. you had stocks dropping i think nintendo might have dropped to zero that day like you had you had things that literally uh reality did not apply you had stocks that that traded to zero and then they had to go back and erase those trades yeah because obviously the company didn't go bankrupt in a 15 minute period (laughs) right but the market is that broken right and then we put things in place for that now we have circuit breakers so if the uh, if the if the dow jones moves down seven percent they halt it we got very close to that uh, two weeks ago. It did not happen. But if an individual stock drops down 10 or 20% in a certain amount of given time, mm-hmm. they stop trading right. to prevent the panic. My problem is they didn't really fix the real thing that's breaking this. There used to be a rule called the uptick rule. It was in place from 1927. Or no, sorry. I think 1937. I can't remember when it was in pl- when it was put into action, but... They repealed it in 2007. And if you look at a stock market chart since 2007 to now, yeah. it's one of the most volatile periods you'll ever see. It's because before to short a stock, right, to bet on it going down, you had to wait for it to go up a penny. Mm-hmm. Now you don't. So you can short it, short it, short it, short it, short it. That's how you get these cascading sell-offs. So that's that's how you get down uh, 600 on the Dow. Right. So there's, a, there's an actual mechanic... That was put in place as a result of the Great Depression mm-hmm. that they removed. George W. Bush removed. Oh, he removed it? Yeah. Uh, you know, because that guy was great at, <laughs> at managing 
our country. Right. So yeah, he removed this this rule that was in place, Greg, for 80 years. Had kept the markets not like perfectly safe. There were still crashes or anything, but it to remove that and then hand over the keys because these computers that are trading the market every few milliseconds right there's a certain group of brokers and hedge funds that have their computers plugged right into the nasdaq and plugged right into the nyse and they pay a ton of money to be right there right so they have compared to like greg when he's trying to buy a stock on the internet like anyone (laughs) they have like 50 milliseconds heads up what the price is and they see what your order is going to be. And they're like, okay, I'm going to buy and sell it like four times before Greg even gets these shares. Right. So they're trading for fractions of pennies. Right. So in a world where this is all going on, it shouldn't surprise anyone when we see these huge sell-offs. Right. Because there's nothing to stop them from shorting things to oblivion except for these circuit breakers. Mm-hmm. So given that, I just wait for these moments to happen. And then I look at my buy list. Because, like, I'm still bullish as fuck on Nintendo. Yeah. They announced they're predicting 100% year-over-year growth in sales, Greg. Do you know like, how many other companies are doing that right now? Uh, definitely not GoPro. Yeah, I know. Definitely oh, I didn't want to bring it up, but... <laughs> I, definitely th- not GoPro. Here's a little story about opportunity cost. Greg bought GoPro, I don't know, what was it, two years ago? Yeah. At the time, I'm like, hey, Greg... GoPro's not a good stock. You should buy a Nintendo instead. Yeah. And he couldn't because Nintendo trades on the pink sheets. So it, it means that there's no actual exchange hosting it. They're mm-hmm. paper. Tra- they're like, it's just harder to buy. Because of that difficulty, Greg decided he's even tearing up about it. His money. <laughs> rip, rip, rip hey, Greg's money. <laughs> they might get, they're, they're on the market to sell. So if some big company buys them, I may make my money back. <laughs> so yeah, they fell from $9. I don't know where you bought it, but they fell from $9. $22 share. $22. They're trading around $5 right now. Ooh. So he's down 75% in a time where he could have been up 400%. That is less than an opportunity cost. No, so yeah. the most it was up was 98 a share, so I would have made a little about, I don't know, uh, like 210%. Yeah, yeah. At one point, he, oh, at one point he was making 210%. And now he's... But it was only $1,000. So I was like, oh, I'll wait it out. And then, like, I just waited it out. And then I was like, okay, now I have $200. Mm. I'm like, dude, I'm Trump change. Joseph, <laughs> I'm the little guy that trades stuff. But, you know? hey, you were in the game, man. You still have the $200. You're not out yet. You haven't crapped out yet. That's true. No, not yet. You're hanging. So the the hope at this point as a GoPro shareholder is that someone buys them. Yeah, well, they're on the market now. They're looking for someone to buy them. So, And they do have a brand that people recognize. So. Okay, great. Okay, I had to stop you. We were at CES together, right? <laughs> yeah. How many action cameras are on the market that have better quality and price than GoPro? As about as many iPad covers. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like GoPro from a tech perspective, I worry because there's very little that's proprietary about them. And you're right. It's a brand. So you need a company that's trying to buy cool to yeah. buy them. Yeah. And I'm like, it wouldn't be Sony because Sony's Im- Sony has a great imaging division. You know, it, it wouldn't be. I, I think Nikon's in trouble personally. But yeah, like, I, I don't know who. For me, when whenever 
buying a stock because it's going to be acquired is a terrible reason to do it yeah it has to be it has to have some of its own merit you know so gopro i think is in a situation now where they have to prove hey we can be profitable and we can grow again and we got to innovate again because they were first movers you know it's just by the time that stock made its way to the market and it had its first full year it's like that whole investment had played out and i just i i worry and i don't know who's gonna buy them like do you have any ideas greg who you think would acquire them no it's usually you know what it is it's usually some random maybe it'll be like 10 cents some random chinese company you know what i mean that just yeah, wants to slap yeah. on that label to their cheap cameras you know what i mean like sure yeah i don't know i think tencent's too smart to do that they they invest in really good companies man and they they've made a ton of money off them. they bought riot games i think they own part of activision blizzard i think so yeah Yeah. they're they're doing some really smart moves i just don't know the consumer electronics is so tough especially to keep margins high and that's what gopro had faced the biggest problem at that company is they made a bet on drones and they missed big time and like they shouldn't have bet that was almost a bet the company situation yeah uh the company's still solvent I, i i look at it but yeah that's a little story about opportunity cost folks um but yeah you know what this is this market has done this before this bull market from 2009 to now and uh like we were talking before i don't think markets peak at slightly overvalued they always like bubbles they peak at absurd valuations mm-hmm. back in 2000 like i think it was cisco had it was half a trillion dollars like microsoft and intel were half a trillion dollar companies yeah apple is the big one right now and it almost hit it was at 900 billion right you know at one point and i feel like that's one that's on its way amazon's over 700 billion mm-hmm. facebook's over 400 billion google's a 700 billion dollar company so it's like there's a lot of massive companies out there but they're nowhere near the valuations that they were in 2000 or 2007 so i don't think we're there yet but yeah it's i think this is good it shakes out I think what we're seeing in this market, another thing that's going on is people are trading on margin. So they're borrowing money to stay long things. Mm-hmm. And it's people are getting carried out in stretchers every day at three o'clock to four o'clock. Cause it's like, that's when the margin call comes like, Oh yeah, you don't have enough money in your account. So you better sell something. <laughs> so then you get yeah. these people that they're forced to sell and they're forced to do it at bad prices. Right. So you had a hedge fund last week that collapsed because uh, they owned. We're getting in the weeds here real quick. So vol- I'm writing down the words that trigger awesome. So, I mean, this is one of them. Definitely stocks. Volatile. So, no, <laughs> volatility, right? I told you it went from 9% to 40% this week. Mm-hmm. There are these instruments. This is how broken this market is right now that you can buy to bet against volatility index. So in a day where the market crashed yeah the inverse volatility etf crashed it was down 90 percent in a day (laughs) right (laughs) so there was some hedge fund that made a huge bet on it they they had to shut down Mm -hmm. um there was a shacker i think it's a one random winner Mm -hmm. i think i don't want to get it wrong if i'm wrong i'm sorry it was that or underground uh ubp oh yeah 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 okay. it was one of those two guys but he's like yeah i had ten thousand dollars in xiv and it crashed 90 percent 
So this is another PSA out there. Don't buy and hold volatility instruments at all. They're all broken. There are days where the the UVXY, the the one that's supposed to trade with it, Mm -hmm. it would be flat on the day, but the actual VIX was up 40%. Mm -hmm. So these things aren't, they're not trading as they should be at all. They're completely broken. So don't go home with them overnight thinking that it's a safe thing to do. Uh, Because a lot of people are being drawn to them right now because volatility. Right. Uh, And I heard something that like Credit Suisse is going to lose like a billion dollars from that XIV crashing Mm -hmm. because they straight up here's here's the terrifying thing at least Greg could go to the market tomorrow and sell GoPro if he wants to XIV they stopped trading so it's down 90% and they're not letting you sell oh what do you do in that situation you wait until everything settles and then you either get some money or nothing yep can you imagine <laughs> like be owning something overnight, finding out it's down 90%. Oh, and by the way, you can't You're sell. locked in. Yeah. Jeez. So that's what I mean. Don't buy and hold those things. Yeah. You can trade them intraday all you want. That's fine. But do not buy and hold them. Right. Very dangerous things right now. So that's, that's my PSA. Okay. Um, I hope everyone out there is okay. But yeah, like I, I saw some, I've been kind of. I've been kind of posting a finance check thread every morning. Yeah. And just trying to keep people upbeat. But it's, you can tell people got slammed. Yeah. And it's just been the nature of this market. I call it the turd mines for a reason. (laughs) But I try to find turds in the mines and then they turn into gold. Yeah. So right now, my, I'd say the number one turd is GameStop. And I think everyone would agree that that is a turd. Yeah. It's hated. It's one of the most shorted stocks in the market. Greg can't stand them. You know, it's it's, right. got, it's got a lot of those things. Uh, I just hate the way they treat their employees. And now they're doing this other thing that's kind of like, I don't It's not shitty, but just kind of like all their stores in our area. This is Santa Rosa, San Francisco, and in Ukiah all have girls in them now. Like, that's their thing now. They're only hiring girls. And it's just like, what do you, what? That's not true here. No, well, I, out see, here, I see men in and Ukiah, women. We have a couple people there. There's one guy, but then there's two girls. And then every single time I've gone out of the Santa Rosa Mall, it's always two girls. Like, I just. I don't have a problem so with that. So you don't know. Kind of <laughs> he sounds like George Costanza right now. <laughs> I just think it's kind of weird, right? I just Jerry. think it's like, why? Like, and the turnaround is so bad because every single time I go down there, like maybe once or twice a month, it's like two different girls every time so like the turnaround like they they're firing hiring people they just don't treat their employees very well like period I, i've definitely heard that before but no I, there's a lot of turnaround in jobs like that i like yeah. over i you should know, say it's funny because i like certain game stops more than other game stops oh yeah the one where funko land used to be yeah is good oh funko yeah. land i know right i loved funko land but in my mind when i go into that GameStop, it's still funko land <laughs> I'm like this. You this once was a Funko Land. It still is. Rip Babbage's. Yeah, Babbage's in Belden Village Mall, man. That's gone. Yep. I still haven't been. I haven't been inside the mall proper since I moved here. I was just. I got a text just today saying to go in there because they released a new. Or they opened a new hobby shop with like games, like retro games, cards, mm. book, comic books, all that sort of stuff. I would check mm. that out. Hmm. No, no. I remember getting the Funko Land Paffer in the mail and being like, oh my god, I've never heard of these games before. And I'm checking off this list. I'm like, wait, I, this is like $500 in games. I can't buy all these. Yep. I do remember that. 
But just to be clear, I'm not like saying that like it's weird that there are girls there. I just think that it's it's awkward to see only two women working in the same GameStop and then keep rotating two different women for like the last year. I just think it's it's just you know what I mean. Like it's just. It's hard know. to explain. I, I, we're kind of I, I, every GameStop I've gone to here, it's just seemed pretty normal with yeah. that respect. Like I've never seen anything where I was like, "Wow, there's a lot of girls here." There's not any girls. So just here. like bearded, overweight men that you know smell like weed, and they just are like, "Yeah, whatever." You want to pre-order this guide? I mean, that's the one on the strip. Yeah, <laughs> the one on the strip is that. There's yeah. two dudes there. They're both baked. Yeah, yeah, and then the one over the. The one on Fun- the, where the Funko Land used to be, they're hustling, man. They're busy. Yeah. Uh, they they have a line. They got robbed. Uh, Did they? It was it must have been last year. They like someone just uh, they grabbed a, a Dual Shock Four from them, like at the at the register, like they were about to check out, and they just ran. Wow. Well, that's it's grab and run. Yeah. That's, yeah, and uh, they're like, we're not gonna try to get ourselves killed over a fucking DS4. <laughs> you know? But uh, yeah, so I mean, they're it's Canton. Yeah. <laughs> I think so much of the GameStop stock, Asif, that you mentioned is in the company relies on used game sales. Like that's what they're increasingly there for. less. Uh, it used to be eighty percent of their revenue. Now I think it's less than fifty percent. The thing that's growing rapidly that no one seems to be paying attention to is they bought ThinkGeek for $150 million. Yeah, it's all in their store now. They have more merchandise now. Way more floor space is dedicated to collectibles and t-shirts and plushies. Yeah. And things that are impulse buys to begin with. Right. So I think that there's still... Like, you can impulse buy something on the internet, but there's not the instant gratification that you get from buying something stupid at a store. Like I, that. I actually think that was a smart pivot for them because they realized, okay, even used games got impacted by digital sales. Because, again, that's my whole thing about availability and convenience. And so they start getting, you know, bobbleheads, t shirts, uh, amiibo. They've got I like. I saw that sick figure, Lola. I saw that. I saw that. They, that, that <laughs> They have like she's a, been still getting belly rubs the entire fucking podcast and hasn't moved. Yeah. <laughs> and when she stopped, she like looks at David. She's like, wait, why'd you stop? This is the he longest like she stayed on the, the couch, I think. Time. No, she's been up here before like this. Oh, okay. She's uh, but yeah, they've got, <laughs> they've got like $100 Zelda chess sets. Like they have a lot of collectibles now. And I think yeah. that's a smart move. Yeah. It is smart, but I just wish they treat their employees better. I, You know what? I'm not in it. I... I, I I take the money I make from the market and then worry about ethics with how I spend my money. Like, I don't care how I get my money in the market. I'll buy a cigarette company. I'll buy whatever. Just as long as I can make some money off of it. Right. Like, <laughs> I won't go to ExxonMobil to fill my gas, but I'll trade ExxonMobil stock. Right. And I'll take that money and donate it to Extra Life. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't... For me, it's just, can I make money is the question. And I think that when it comes to GameStop here almost all the bad news is in the stock Mm -hmm. and it trades at a discount to the market of almost one-fifth of the price to earnings multiple of the market and if they liquidated all of their assets right now right i would make seven dollars a share on a on a 16 dollar stock just from giving up and selling everything right that's where i'm like this is getting out of hand this is like almost to the level where nintendo was when it was at 11 Mm -hmm. and they had six dollars of cash yeah you were buying the whole company when you backed out the cash for like five billion 
That's cheap. insanely cheap. Yeah. In a is. world where Microsoft's worth seven hundred billion, to be able to get a Nintendo for five. Yeah. So like down here, GameStop's like one point six billion. It's nothing. Yeah. You know, it's like literally nothing. And I, I think that if they figure out a way around what Greg's talking about, which is this secular shift away from physical media towards digital mm-hmm. and how that impacts used game sales. I think there's a lot of upside to a retailer that's focused mm-hmm. to gaming. Yeah. Cause people don't like going to Walmart. I hate going to Walmart. Yeah. Yeah. I hate going to Walmart. No one likes going to Walmart. Yeah. Like it's not an enjoyable experience. You go there cause the toilet paper is the cheapest there. Right. And I, I rarely go to the back to see what's at their gaming section. I rarely it's nothing. You're not missing anything. I know. It's like it, that's what I mean. And then you have to you have to walk around to find some guy to unlock the thing. Yeah. It's just not a good experience when you go into GameStop. At least the person's asking you what you need. Right. Like almost instantly. Just, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So from a perspective of like a mom or something or a parent, I think GameStop is going to need to continue to exist. Right. The whole thing is like you could either argue that because because retail brick and mortar is dying gamestop will die or you could argue that gamestop is literally the last remaining video game retail store yeah (laughs) like there is no there's no national like they bought eb games software etc babbages right right like they bought funko land they own all of them it's almost a monopoly yeah as more than it is this doomed industry it's like they're the only ones left that's why they can treat their employees like crap greg is that they're yeah the but that's that's just the problem like i want to go back backtrack a bit because i don't want people taking my stuff out of context it's like i want them to treat their employees better yeah and it worries me when they hire women because i believe at a corporate level they think that women sell games better and they might i don't know that i don't know that they just and that but and i know there's been multiple 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 problems with the company and sexual harassment like yeah. it's bad and like i just don't feel that's fair to the women you know what i mean so like don't just hire a woman because you feel that she's gonna sell games better you know what i mean like that's just a shitty way to think you yeah. know same thing for men don't hire a guy because you think he's gonna hire games better fucking just hire good workers period men, mm-hmm. men or women whatever and don't fucking sexual harass them you know what i mean yeah that's I mean, the one in santa rosa mall they're always getting like hit on by customers and i feel so fucking terrible i'm just in there looking at amiibos for two seconds and there's like two assaults of two accounts of sexual harassment already at the register i'm like you're fucking kidding me yeah i you know it's not it goes beyond just the girls that are working at gamestop but like girls that we know that work in our industry getting harassed on the internet mm-hmm. it's just gamers are by nature socially awkward so then you throw them in a store with a cute girl they're gonna be awkward um but yeah i I don't know greg i i haven't run into that problem i haven't seen what you're talking about so i can't confirm it but i i understand where you're coming from like it's just you feel bad but i think that it's it goes beyond um how they it's just how they treat all employees like i've had friends that used to work there and i I just know the guys that work at the funko land one Mm -hmm. because they do midnight launches 
and it's just they clearly aren't being paid enough and yeah they work really crappy hours they have to do a lot of it's just, just a lot of turnover mm-hmm. at those stores well a lot too is like they have one man people manning the store on like every day except for a launch day so it's a one man store yep and then they wonder why like they lose so much money to theft because the employees are stealing shit because they're treated like crap yep. you know what I mean like of course they're gonna steal games and shit and then disappear who gives a shit you're paying the minimum wage and they're working 38 hours a week so you don't have to give them health care you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's shitty. Oh man, Lola's Lola's being really cute right now. She's out, man. She is having a good time. So yeah, that was a uh, that was our markets and turmoil special. Yeah. Oh my god, that was our hour segment on Austin talking about volatile stock and no, it wasn't. Austin. It was maybe thirty minutes, Greg. It's and why stuff. Greg should have never invested in a GoPro. And this is why, why I don't. This is why I don't call Greg for the chat cast <laughs> actually we're getting a perfect example of this this is quality <laughs> content that michael wang's gonna like you know he's listening and meanwhile, like, meanwhile what are we talking more about amiibo yeah let's talk about this <laughs> kotaku article i didn't read oh by the way i'm on facebook <laughs> you know so hey i don't you know said I'm not bad I don't know. As long tell me tell, tell so me tell me which kind of content's better i was talking about an article that none of us have read or me actually talking about a market that's in turmoil as cnbc coins it I love it. It's like in red markets in turmoil. Asif, I mean, that headline had kink in it. It did. No money, no problems. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> that's what you should call the Shadcast is more money, no more problems. That's well, the issue. I don't know what we're going to call this episode yet. There's a, I don't know. What else can I talk about? Shadcast, not the chatty cast. <laughs> oh my Thanks, God. Man. <laughs> yeah. Hey, David said it. That means he gets banned. No, that was a no, rule for you. That was in context. What? Yeah, yeah. That's a BS. I've <laughs> never called it the chatty. He's cast. never accidentally called it that. Now you're gonna make me do it. God, I hate you guys. <laughs> and you have to ban yourself, and then I'm gonna have to run it with David, and that's gonna be a terrible. We're gonna talk about so much random shit. Yeah, especially because like you're gonna you'll you can just read your Facebook feed. That'd be a great. <laughs> that'd be a great. That'd be a great podcast, that right Greg. That's true. You want to read my new my new? No, ball? please no. don't. No one gives no. a fuck about your Facebook review. feed. Yes, have some unboxing and review. Dragon Ball Z Fighter Collector Edition. Shock Troopers Arcade Corner. Okay. Hey, you know what? Your Plex review did very well, Greg. I gotta say, people were excited. Yeah, I, I read that. I'm I'm pretty interested actually it's such a good platform i don't like you were telling me to do it for years and i was like ah it's but funny because like, like i read the chatty every day so yeah. i had seen the daily threads yeah. about plex for years yeah people are like, i love plex everyone's like hey plex is the greatest thing ever and i'm like if i had videos like that i would use plex right i know greg and i'm like greg you're the perfect person for this platform right you know it's like it solves a problem for you I don't know why. I don't know how they make money because like the base service is free and like it does everything, almost everything. So like, why? How do they? They don't have ads on or anything. I don't know how they make money off that. They're privately held, and maybe they have some patents. That might be it. That they're licensing out to other people. Because I don't. I don't know. That's a very good question. Did you ask them that in the interview? <laughs> <laughs> he said they have the subscribers and the lifetime membership. Yeah. But. So there is a subscription model. So it's kind of like, it's kind of like Mercury. Yeah. Yeah. A little. A little. Um, so yeah, was there any gaming news this week that we cared about? 
I can't. Uh, nothing the, really. Uh, it's uh, Kingdom Hearts three news. Oh, that's right. Uh-oh. They showed us another teaser for that. What do you think, Greg? I'm really excited. I've always liked the design of that game. I mean, just overall. Although, like, it's it's exceedingly gotten. I don't know how, how other way to put this. It's, it's, it's exceedingly gotten more Japanese as the series has progressed. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, because the first one was like Disney Interactive and Square Soft at the time, like working together and like Disney writing the story and like managing the characters. And then after that first one, Disney's like just. We don't care. Just just show us concepts of the Disney characters and we'll prove them. We don't want to have anything to do with this anymore. And then, like, it got so weird. And you're just like, what? Like, you have Japanese... It's like the Japanese anime just coming out full, full force. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh my god. I think what but looked interesting... like, art and I, cool design and interesting worlds. I think what looked interesting is it looks like they're going to have a whole new kind of style of gameplay in this game. It, it Just from, from some of the clips they were showing, I'm like... How is this even going to work? Yeah. That's what I was it's wondering. It's really impressive. And people don't realize this, but like Kingdom Hearts was the first Square Soft game to like utilize the new combat system yep. that every Final Fantasy has used since. Yep. Which is real time battle combat. You know what I mean? Like you walk around, there's no like loading screen of like you going into battle menu. Everything is right there. And it was the first game to do that. Or one of the very first. So that's what I'm saying. With, with Kingdom Hearts 3, they might introduce a new way for future Final Fantasy games to have a kind of different combat. Right. We're also waiting for uh, Marvel news. No, if they're we're gonna not. Have, if they're going to have Marvel, if they're going to have X-Men or uh, Avengers in Kingdom Hearts. Oh, because the Disney crossover there. Oh, so you would have... What about Star Wars? Oh, my God. No, please, God, no. I don't Sora, want Star Wars in Hearts. Skywalker. No, I'm, I'm past. You guys. You still haven't seen Last Jedi, have you? No. God, he's so Neither. lucky. He's so lucky. He has he didn't pay any money to see that. He didn't he didn't waste that two hours and forty seven. I've not minutes. seen it yet. Wait, just wait forever. I yeah, I am sure I'll see I've never been like a Star Wars guy, so I wasn't in any rush to see it. I'll see it one day, I'm sure. No. It's okay. You know, Skip it's, it. It's funny because for how big the Star Wars license is the stories are all surprisingly shallow trump card recycle shit that's not new mm-hmm. you know what i mean like i mean it's good versus evil it's the oldest story ever told yeah but like so, it's like the first so what does star wars have going for it now so the first three were we're gonna go on my star wars tangent now see you found the word see volatile stock and then star wars for great yeah, there you down. go so the first I, I, I like, how am I were revolutionary in terms of storytelling, scale, and visual effects, right? <laughs> Even the old. prequels were still huge in terms of storytelling, scale, and visual effects. They were still doing new things. Now, like, what does it have? What is it doing? It's just playing off the older movies. It's not doing anything new or original or different. It's just, like, it's literally Star Wars. Yep. That's not. That's not enough for me. I can't. I can't just be Star Wars. It has to be take, more. It take to that whole it. thing you just said. I feel the exact same way about Marvel movies. Sorry. Oh, I do. I do too. Just at that point. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Point I know that's like blasphemy. Not for me. Uh, some yeah. people listening are going to be tweeting at us angrily. I'm guessing Bad Kitty is going to have us very sternly tweeted out, tweeted us. But I can't. I I couldn't give enough of a crap about any of those movies because it's just yeah, like I, they're what they're doing is nerfing good stories that were already told yeah so the one difference was like 
you're right. It, like Star Wars is cookie cutter. At least Marvel had some interesting stories, but now when they're telling it in film, they're making them even more boring. James Rolfe. Come on, man. It's got to be family friendly. Got to remember, can't have any dark, ominous overtones or the, political agenda. It's got to be family it's, friendly. It's the Disneyfication of content. It happened at Marvel. It's happening at Star Wars. It happened at ESPN. ESPN was a much better company before ABC was acquired by and by Disney. And uh, now I cut you off. What were you going to say? Well, I was just going to say, um, I think what the original Star Wars trilogy did, and James Rolfe, a.k.a. Angry Video Game Nerd, who's a big film buff, mm-hmm. said this. He said the reason Star Wars is is so iconic and long-lasting is because the original Star Wars trilogy kind of did everything. Every archetype, every character type, every sort of mm-hmm. story. It was all, it put a little bow on it. Yeah. But now it's not, it's still a, it's still a big deal, but I mean, I think, eventually they'll hit franchise fatigue they want to do one a year you can't keep that up i, I they already did for me it's already there man yeah. i mean when you have a the here's the problem when you have a cinematic universe i don't your picture froze on my i can't see but you can see me probably here's the problem when you have a quote cinematic universe is that you can't have different visions you can't have a different design you all have to have it all has to work together so you're just getting the same movie copy paste every every god every time like these, it was a cool concept to have a cinematic universe, but now you realize that the the heart of comics and Marvel is seeing different art interpretations, different writers' views on characters. But now you can't do that. The Captain America in the first movie is the same Captain America in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. He's never going to change. He's never going to do anything different. He's going to be the same character forever. He's and he's also the same actor forever. So it's there's no interesting thing about him and he was one of my favorite characters in the comics i think he's so bland now have you guys like, seen, like, okay have you guys seen guardians of the galaxy volume two i've seen one yeah i've seen him you've seen the second one mm-hmm. so, can i spoil it a little for you sure i like those movies and i genuinely laughed out loud at i'm mary poppins y'all <laughs> that line was excellent <laughs> because if anyone did that they'd get slapped with a cease and desist before the video even made to theaters <laughs> if anyone else did that what immediately cease and desist yeah no nah, i don't know i thought that was funny though i don't know what he's talking know, about that, like it's i don't know i wish i i, I almost <laughs> wish we had just trilogies that we keep remaking because then we'd see different versions of our characters instead of you, this like gigantic do, 10 film are cinematic you, universe what cease and desist though do you do you remember what i'm talking about yeah i know what you're talking about but they made a reference it was a joke because disney's really crazy about their properties so yeah they make a, joke about it they said like remember they they sent that little girl a season assist for showing how to draw mickey mouse on youtube yeah but they don't view that that's not how they treat themselves this is a disney-owned property referencing another disney-owned property no i was just saying if it wasn't a disney-owned property oh, okay. if it was like box they would have gotten slapped with a season okay you know i see what, I mean? I see what you're saying okay. yeah. i i i failed to connect those neurons the first time i said that <laughs> and i was very confused i was like what why would you send a cease and desist to Mary Poppins? Uh-oh. Oh, there you are. What was that? I don't know. He went away and came back yeah. real quick. Oh, yeah. I was trying to fix your... You're, you guys are frozen. I see Lola on her belly, and then David scratching Lola's belly, and then also taking a picture of Lola on her belly. <laughs> that's forever ago. That's... Yeah, that's fine. That's actually pretty much the same thing. <laughs> uh, yes, honey. Can I be seen? Yes. Can you give me your... Wait, are you wearing pants? Yeah. And you're fine. Can you give me your trash? We're having company over tonight. Hold on. Okay. Okay. Well, no, no problem, Greg. You're probably not even. I'm, we're, it's an audio podcast. 
Oh yeah, why do I see video? Wave hi to everybody. That's what I thought. <laughs> Special guest star Nicole Burke on the Jack News Jack News podcast. <laughs> yeah. Notice I call it the podcast because I I saved it last minute. I was like I was going to call it something else. So I was like ah. Oh, <laughs> call don't want to get banned. God, I, I hate you guys podcast. so much. Me. You're the one who triggered him. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. You both are you're on notice. Okay. Fair so enough. I'm always on notice. What else is So to update our listeners, Lola's on notice board. Snow removal people. <laughs> yeah. The ice machine. Uh-huh. <laughs> and the UPS man. Yeah, and whatever's in your chimney. And whatever's it's number four, whatever is in my chimney right now. Because she heard this like she heard something in the chimney and was not happy about it. No. Understandable. So that's the updated list of Lola's enemies. Greatest rivals. Her on notice board to copy uh Stephen Colbert's original chip. <laughs> but uh yeah, I don't know. Do you guys have anything else you want to bring up on the show? I mean, we've pretty much burnt every possible it's, bridge with it's, influencers. And it's, it's been a pretty eclectic show. This has no, been. I do. I do. The guy who beat Super Mario Brothers in like under a minute. Okay, he wants to talk about this. Okay, let's okay. talk about this. All right. How? Just I don't understand how that's not considered cheating. It's it is. That's not, a whole other category. Yeah, it's almost, a different yeah. category of speed run. Yeah. It's okay. just like, hey, let's hack the hell out of this and see how fast we can beat the game and how fast we can get credits to show up. Right. That's one kind of it's like there's a sport that is Super Mario World speed running. Yeah. Right? And then there's different events. Right. There's like, here's the one where you don't take any warps. Here's the one where you do take the warps. Here's the one where you do use glitches. Right. You know? So I feel like they're just different because that game is so great. Right? Yes. The, be- the best game. We're talking about Super Mario World, right? Yes. Yes, the best game. Right? Let's just be honest. Best game. 10 out of 10 is Mario 2, right? No, That's you like shut up. <laughs> you shut up, donkey. Game of the year every year. Super Mario Brothers 2. Super Mario Brothers 2. Yeah. I, I do like video game donkey. He does some good stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks for completely getting me off track again, though, Greg. You're but yeah, he's a different guy. <laughs> I think that's an achievement. It's just a different achievement than the other kind of speed runs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think that's I mean, all. I it get is. it. I mean, like, I just, I just I think it's weird because, like, the titles, everyone's headline, including ours, was like, Man Beats Super Mario World in Under a Minute. And he, it's just like, he, and I clicked on it, like, you did. told me to do, and I read it. And that's I was like, the oh, opener. well, that's. He's cheating. Like, I'm like, that's not really beating it. But, like, I guess you're right. It's under a classification of a different speed, which is cheating so i can use game shark hey. beat a game in two seconds and be like hey i won but it's under the game shark speed he didn't, run cheating. hey tom brady and bill belichick cheated and they they still got to keep their super bowl rings <laughs> so who's really cheating not the browns <laughs> clearly Brown should start cheating <laughs> maybe we should because <laughs> uh, clearly being the most ethical team in the league is not <laughs> is not working for us just because I want to bore Greg real quick. Sure. Let's talk about Cleveland sports. The Cavs, oh, man. The Cavs just blew up IT. our team. We, we got yeah. rid of IT. The dude was 5'9", Greg. You could D him up. The guy's 5'9", playing in the NBA. Come on. Complete hole in our defense that we just shipped off to LA. Yep. Him and Channing Fry. I like Channing Fry. He won a championship for us a couple years ago. So mm-hmm. I'm forever grateful to him. Yeah. Uh, and Clevelander for life. Uh, we got... Larry Nance Jr. and this kid uh, Clarkson back mm-hmm. from L.A. Mm-hmm. Fact about Larry Nance Jr. His dad 
Used to be number 22. Played for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Really? Guess where Larry Nance Jr. is from? Akron, Ohio. Ohio. Nice. How about that? So nice. He's, so he's coming home. So now we got two kids from Akron playing on the Cavs. How about yeah, that? Yeah, I like it. That wasn't it. So we traded Derrick Rose, who is a head case, dude. This guy left for three weeks during the season to figure out if he wants to play basketball anymore. Really? Yeah, complete. Just his noodle is, is completely wrong. Yeah. Uh, we traded him, Iman Shumpert, and can't remember who else some other people mm-hmm. uh for rodney hood and george hill so rodney hood i hadn't heard of before he's from utah okay and george hill is a point guard because we got rid of it right mm-hmm. he was our point guard now we got george hill who's actually an accomplished point guard he played for the pacers for a while he went up against lebron when lebron was in miami mm. so it was pacers versus heat a lot of those years mm-hmm uh, so they had a history of playing against each other, but now they're going to be on the same team. Okay. So yeah, we got four guys and we got rid of six players and a pick. Oh yeah. We traded Dwayne Wade back to Miami. Right. We got younger, we got faster and we got better at defense. So I'm pretty excited about that. As a, I've never seen six players be traded at like an hour before the deadline in the NBA. It was kind of crazy. Right. That is crazy. Uh, so they're making moves. They're trying to keep LeBron here because our economy in northeast ohio revolves around him yeah it pretty much does <laughs> lebron and swenson's yeah it's like between those two things that's all we got <laughs> the hoover plant shut down reliance steel's gone yeah uh timken roller bearings their plant's been shut down for years right uh yeah so that's all we got but i don't know Cavs making moves yep so that's that's the that's the Cavs' hot minute to bore greg before the end of the show <laughs> Look at look at him! <laughs> <laughs> look how bored he is. Wait, are we back now? Super successful. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah. The Cavalier Amiibo will be available for pre-order. Sure. Very oh, limited okay. quantities. Very right. limited quantities. No, I didn't get any Amazon alerts. What? Yeah. So no, there are no kids. But they have three squids now. Holy crap! I might want to get all three of them. <laughs> it's yep. happening right now. It's happening. We're, we're watching Greg's ADD manifest again. <laughs> um, so yeah, Greg. Greg has questions about world records for Mario runs, mm-hmm. and that's fair. Uh, you know, last week you or last episode you asked me about some rare games that I really liked, and yeah. I left one out, and it's been bothering me. Okay, let's hear about it. Diddy Kong Racing. Oh man, Dude, that is amazing! That I, I love game. that. Is probably that's one of my favorite car racers, right? Right. Yep. And that's a rare game. Yep. So, so yeah. okay, wait. So who owns the rights to Donkey Kong? Is it still Nintendo? And then yes. they license yeah. them to Rare twice. They license Rare was a second party developer for them. Okay, and I they, was wondering because I get confused sometimes about the licensing for that those characters. It's no, fine, it's Nintendo. I'm following the Rare. Uh, c- a company ma- like community manager mm-hmm. is a sea of thieves i'm following right. her on twitter and like every other thing from her is like a donkey kong meme right and like everyone over at rare is still in love with donkey kong yeah i'm telling you like there's like some serious like they want to be with that ip so badly <sighs> yeah i want know? them back with that ip that though. ip needs I retro them. did a great job but i yeah I, I it would be amazing to see uh a, a spiritual successor to what is uh, Donkey Kong 64. Yeah. In the current, like in the Mario uh, Odyssey type engine. Yeah. yeah. 
Oh, man. They could do some damage. They could. Or Sea of Thieves was going to be that game. Yeah. Either way, like, it's just, I don't know. That was a game that came to mind uh, when I was thinking about last week's episode. I was like, damn. I left. You said it was, I, I love. What's that great talk about? Like it's donkey. You said it was donkey. It, it was supposed to be a donkey Kong yeah, game. I, and I will, because I'm not busy, Greg. Hey, awesome. <laughs> hey, awesome. Not. It's 5 p.m. on the East Coast on Friday. Can you uh, edit this uh, review for me? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll do it for Shag News and actually get more page views than Monster Hunter Guide. So it worked out in the end. There you go. But I had to edit a whole Greg review, and you know, like that's that's work. work. I tried to keep it short. You, whoever taught you to capitalize that way, I'm going to go punch in the balls. It's marketing, dude. Have you seen? Okay. Like, have you seen, like, the influencers, how they tweet? Like, that's probably oh my God. the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> have you seen the influencers? <laughs> On Kotaku. Yeah, I hear yeah. Kotaku wrote a story about yeah, it. Let's look at the track record of me hiring influencers at Shaq News. How's that worked <laughs> out? How's that worked out? Yeah. I don't think so. All right. Remember Cat Gun? I do. <laughs> I remember a certain young man who joined us at E3 last year. Yeah, that guy. Rip. Um, so, yeah. I guess that's... It's, mar- it's just a marketing thing. I used to work in marketing and advertising, and you'd capitalize either everything or every word. So, it's supposed to I retain... I get a attention. lot of PR emails, man, and no one writes like you do. I'm yeah, sorry. The PR... No, PR press releases, yeah, but, like, look at, like... Uh, like trailers and stuff like that like that stuff's capitalized that shouldn't be capitalized okay okay I could maybe see that but still right who, ta- who taught you that give me their address I'm gonna fly there and hit them in the nads one <laughs> of my, my old 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 bosses when I was living in LA yep they're gonna get it from me <laughs> I don't know if you have you seen Jane Silent Bob strike bag yeah with yeah. Uh, Mark, Mark Hamill's fist <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna have one of those when I show up to the door just be like whack that's for all that's those. That's pretty good. That's for all pretty those good. Greg Burke articles. You did this to him. You did this to me. Who cares about <laughs> Greg? Okay, but yeah, so that's the show. I think I don't know. We didn't really talk about gaming very much. <laughs> uh, Every now and then, it came up. How much do you guys love Zelda? <laughs> do love zelda have you played it at all since the last episode no okay. it's been celeste and demon souls okay that's yeah. fired fired he's never gonna beat zelda i'll beat zelda no greg will yeah i'll beat it i'll beat it i'm dying so much in celeste yeah dude i die a lot do you die a lot yes i do okay i bet i die more than you probably you're I, further than i am but i just die like I, i'm dumb I'm like, okay, I'm going to do the same stupid thing four times in a row, you, even though I already died. You respawn so quickly that death, they're almost kind of telling you like, yes, go ahead. Yeah. Experiment. Yeah. You know, play <laughs> around. Have another. Yes. Um, and then I also, especially in this recent level, I think I'm on level five. I just, there are these strawberries and I'm like, I have to have that one. And I had to spend the next like 80 deaths yeah. getting one strawberry. And I'm like, I know that I didn't have to do that. Right. It's like, there's times where like, you, you just kind of get stuck in the level progression mm-hmm. and you're like, well, I might as well go after that strawberry. It's the only thing I know is even around here right now. Right. And then you get strawberries. You're like, what am I doing with my life? No. I, every time you get a strawberry in that game, you feel very rewarded. Yeah. Like, I'm a badass. To the point where I was posting Twitter clips of them. Yeah. I, I use that feature on uh, the Nintendo Switch a lot where you can capture 30 seconds of video. Right. Uh, very easily. 
uh i wish poly bridge had it because i could just post so many funny bridge collapses mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not that's not a game that would be fun to watch in, in screenshots no but if you watch a vi- video yeah. if you watch the 30 second video of my bridge collapsing you would laugh right uh because i'm i make some really stupid bridges in that game uh but yeah we there's not a whole lot you know i'm not playing monster hunter you're not playing monster hunter Greg. i think i'm probably gonna pick that game up next month actually yeah because amy and i have the little arcade set up and she likes monster hunter so i was thinking we might get it it's a monster hunter ass monster hunter that's what i hear i'm not playing it been down that road yeah that's a grind and a half it is it's so grindy people from destiny are going over to it amy and i are grinding in demon souls right now though yeah we almost we almost have platinum we've done just that trying to beat years. i'm just trying to beat celeste yeah and then i don't know i don't know what else I, I i thought about going back to cuphead but that game's like abusive did you beat cuphead greg i've never played cuphead but i played it at a preview event you see three years ago but no i never beat it yeah have you played it yet no not yet i need to go back to it i really do like it i'm just extremely bad at it Mm -hmm. so right now celeste i'm also very bad at but at least i'm progressing right (laughs) so (laughs) and it's also on switch right so if if cuphead was on switch i'd probably play it more yeah yeah um but i just yeah i'm not finding the time i really wish sea of thieves was still live the beta i wanted to try it yeah greg and i had good times playing we went sailing it's a good game it's just it's funny when something's so innovative because they remove so much shit out i just think that's funny it's like what apple tries to do but like it worked in this case for sea of thieves <laughs> right taking before things go. away from people like it, it, like there's no map like there's no hud map there's no waypoint there's no like it's really like bare bones like it's interesting you gotta use that compass. how that's working yeah. for them yeah uh, while we're crapping on Apple, they released HomePod on the 9th. Anyone pick up a HomePod? I did not. Did you? I didn't. I thought about it. Of all the people I know, you'd be the most likely. It's expensive. I have I have those, uh, they're like cylindrical speakers called UE Boom mm-hmm. that I'm really a big fan of. Uh, I have two of those. They're waterproof. So they're like great on the beach or going out to the pool or something back in California is when I got them and... I have one in the kitchen. I have one upstairs, and I that I use in like my bathroom. So right, I can listen to music in the shower or whatever. Um, but yeah, three hundred fifty dollars for a speaker that has less functionality than Alexa and less reliability than Google Home is not interesting to me. Right, but I've been reading reviews, and everyone's like the audio quality is amazing. Hmm. It's like better than Sonos audio quality, and I'm like, I am an audiophile yeah and i'm also a ridiculous apple fanboy right. so it's like kind matter of, of time yeah it really is but i did buy an apple tv 4k right and i gotta tell you they did one change to the remote that i'm like yep this is a piece of shit product <laughs> it's so, already terrible yeah the remote's awful right like here it is you know how the menu button is almost indistinguishable yeah they put a white circle around it for the oh. for the 4k one. Oh, great so i'm like way to admit that you'd made a piece of shit controller yeah but yeah it still sucks yeah that's so I, I have a poll on twitter at techno sucks right now you can vote worse wendy's fries or the apple tv remote can i make apple a confession TV yeah apple tv remote 
Yeah. Well, it's your confession. You never had Wendy's fries. I like Wendy's fries. You do? I do. The current Wendy's fries. What's wrong with Wendy's fries? What's wrong with Wendy's fries? Yeah, they're pretty good. Hmm. They're not as good as Swenson's fries. No, they're not. Have you tried? Well, oh my God, we're gonna talk about this finally. Okay, please send me some samples, Swenson's. No, right? <laughs> you don't get any. Swenson's. You have to come to Canton, Ohio, and crash here, where I'm 0.3 miles away from Swenson's. <laughs> if you come here and hang out, yeah, I guarantee we will go there multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> It's quick service, good prices. Yeah, it's competitive prices with fast food, way way more quality. Yeah. And nicer service, like actually nice people. Yep. Do uh, they have any in Orlando? No, there's no. only seven of them. They're only oh, in man, North- you're killing me, Smalls. Only in Northeast Ohio. They have a food truck now, and they're opening one up in Independence, I think, hmm. near Cleveland. They're trying to have one right by the arena. Oh, I'm like, after games, that would be a mess. Yep. It'd be like a traffic jam outside of it. Uh, but yeah, I know they're, they're great. Uh, I don't know. I just, I think Wendy's fries are too salty. They are pretty salty. Like they're way too salty. And sometimes they're too burnt or crispy. Yeah. They, they air to the side of salt, too salty and too crispy. I, I, I love salt and, and crispy. That's why. There that's a, why. There is a fry. There is a crispy to salt ratio, maybe, that they're too extreme on. I think they are a little extreme, guys. And they, they used to be have extreme. better fries, in my opinion. Before no, the did. new recipe? I agree with that. They did the have better old fries. old fries were better. That's I thought they were soggy point. more often than I didn't like them. <sighs> I didn't care for it. I loved those fries. Mm. Those fries in a frosty, come on. Try the Taco Bell steak fries. No. Try them. No. Just try them. I don't want to go to Taco Bell. Try it just for the steak fries. No care. This, this <laughs> podcast brought to you by Swenson's, the yeah. official fried food. They're jacket. probably our unofficial sponsor for this week. Yeah. I don't have anything else. Yeah. yeah so Swenson's, yeah. We can go with Swenson's. Yeah. Yeah. Just, hey, you guys suck, first of all. Second of all, send me some in the mail or bring some to you with Orla- in Orlando. You you really <laughs> want me to bring hours old Swenson's to Orlando? Well, you're talking, if that's the only way I can experience <laughs> it. No, you're just going to have to come to Ohio and hang out with us. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only option, right? Like, when, when John and, uh, when John Benjamin and uh, Joe Stacio came to visit, I took them to Swenson's the first thing that i did actually really yeah before we even got swenson's home, trip we went from the airport to swenson's then to my house because that's how important swenson's is it's actually one of the first things i usually do when i land in ohio yes get swenson's <laughs> it's like i've been without swenson's for 10 days <laughs> <laughs> you go there and you're like replenish you're like okay all is right in the world uh so yeah swenson's drive-in there's like i said seven or eight locations uh, the one that I go to is over there on Wales. Yep. And uh, yeah, they've been around since 1934. It's a drive-in burger joint. They got more than burgers. Uh, they've won awards for their Galley Boy hamburger. That's my favorite item there. Their shakes are really good, too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you're in Northeast Ohio, hit up Swenson's Drive-Ins. If you're not, screw you, Greg. I'm not bringing any to Orlando. Too bad. Fine. Gotta so, come here. So yeah, um, even though I already yelled at Greg about this, I'm gonna get back on my soapbox Do and it. say, "Hey, if you're on the internet, right? Which you probably are. You're listening to us through a series of tubes, right? You should go uh, if you're on social media, right? Mm-hmm. Which 
probably are. Sure. Everyone's on it. Greg's on. Greg was on it multiple times during the episode. <laughs> and you see a link, let's say to Kotaku. And you're, <laughs> or Shaq News. Or even, let's say, Shaq News, right? Click the link. Read the article before you share it. Right. So that you can become a more informed sharer of information, a more informed reader, maybe have a better opinion and, of crappy websites that you're following. Right. And decide to unfollow <laughs> them because they're garbage journalism and you'd rather follow Shaq News. So, you'll filter out the crap over time. If you don't want to hurt their feelings, mute them. You know, that's a perfectly good option on, on Twitter or Facebook. You know, you can unfollow, I think, on Facebook, right? Yeah, I think so. So click the link, watch the video, read the article, listen to the podcast. Right. You know, do it for Shack News. Do it for Shack News. And uh, yeah, so you can you can find us all over the internet. We're on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Shack News. I'm also streaming on my personal channel slash Army of Techno, the Army of Techno show. Greg actually stopped by yesterday night. And uh, it's some cool sound bites. <laughs> right? You like those samples? Is that what they're called? Yeah. In the music industry? Because we call them sound bites in film industry, which is kind of, I think it's kind of cool that we call them different things. Yeah. In, in music, we call them samples. Mm hmm. So, yeah. I had uh, quite a few samples that I was messing with. I used that Sega one. Uh, but, yeah, it was, it was fun. Uh, and also, we're, uh, we're, on, we're on Twitter and Facebook. So, at Shack News on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Shack News. We have two YouTube channels. YouTube YouTube.com slash Shack News Games, because the guy who has sha- slash Shack News <laughs> is a jerk. And YouTube.com slash GamerHub videos, because there's a ton of Gamer Hubs on the internet and it was horrible SEO and it's a miracle. Yeah. It's a miracle Gamer Hub was in the position it was in to even buy Shack News because that was some terrible SEO over there. <laughs> <laughs> But hey, we had good content. I'm not. I'm not hating on our content. I'm just no, terrible brand. But I, you know, shout out to. <laughs> I still own the site. <laughs> I'm just saying. There's a reason we bought Shack News. There's a reason when you go to Gamer Hub YouTube, there's a Shack News pre-roll. Right. You know. <laughs> there's a brand there. Uh, but yeah, if you if you're more into like gamer culture or interviews with entertainers, we got you over at Gamer Hub. We also have some unboxings there. Uh, and then over at Shaq's YouTube, Greg has his weekly arcade corner and bi-weekly top 10 list. Uh, we've been getting some more gameplay up there, too, from different games. Uh, Chris ca- captured some Sea of Thieves. I think Charles captured some gameplay. we got Kingdom Come coming up. And Blake got a bunch of Nino Kuni footage that I put up last week, too. Oh, nice. He also, didn't he have some uh, Surviving Mars footage? We have that up there too, and it did terribly. Um, well, not too bad. Two seventy-five isn't bad. Yeah, come on. That game. Everyone's just yelling. Everyone's just yelling because like, you don't know what you're doing, and I I love that in a game that's not out yet. Yeah. And you have like a two-hour. You've never block played play this people- game before. Why aren't you an expert at it? <laughs> yeah, I, I love people who, who type comments like that. It's like, oh my god. <laughs> This game isn't even out. How have you not mastered its insanely <laughs> complex? Uh, you know, because it's it's right. like City Skylines on Mars. Talk about a game that I want to play. Yeah, I saw that video and I was like, hell yeah! Like I understand. Like it was Blake's first time playing that game. I probably would have been better to send to that actually, because I, I I spent a lot of time in City Skylines and I will spend yeah. a lot of time in Surviving Mars. Uh, but that game looks cool. Uh, yeah, so we have a ton of content there. Go over to shacknews.com for articles and long reads and features and reviews and interviews and previews so much content 
lots of content news you know so uh, ozzy ozzy was at overwatch league uh live last night watching the the finals the london spitfire oh nice they uh they progressed i don't know they won or whatever the first stage whatever the hell this is all called right um i found my team in overwatch league that i'm rooting for really they are oh and nine on the season <laughs> So they're basically the Cleveland Browns of Overwatch League. Okay. It's the Shanghai Dragons. And the they, Shanghai Dragons. That's, that's a good name. That's my team. And I, I post in the chat. I'm like, go Dragons. But I put the orange on the Dragons just like I do for the Browns. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, I am rooting for the Shanghai Dragons. They actually made some news. Uh, I think it was this week or last week. They signed. I can't remember how to pronounce it. It's like Giguri. G-E-G-U-R-I. She's a female Overwatch player. Okay. First female in the Overwatch League. Uh, That's cool. So they had just signed her. Their their team is kind of in disarray. Like I said, they're 0-8. Right. So they signed her. We'll see if they can turn it around. I'm rooting for them. Yeah. That's my team. Because they don't have a Cleveland team in Overwatch League, Greg. No respect. <laughs> Greg's got nothing. <laughs> Well, I just I think first person shooters don't make good esports content because they're it's so hard you're to wrong. understand what's happening. I'm sorry, this, this, the, game. the the data is saying you're wrong because Overwatch is super popular. Everyone's watching this thing. It's doing very well on Twitch. They're very happy. They're adding expansion teams. So as much as I agree with you, the FPS tend to suck to watch. It Quake, depends on the game. Quake is a great game to watch. Yeah, I love watching Pro Quake. Um. Counter-Strike is not as entertaining. Uh, when it comes to shooters, I do like to watch Gears competitive. That's yeah. third person. It's a little different. It's a li- it is a, li- a little easier to follow the action. Yeah. Third person, but... But, yeah, Call of Duty, I'm not into watching that. So, I understand where you're coming from, Greg, but I just think there's so much marketing money behind Overwatch League that it's just not going to fail. No. The it, thing with Overwatch is I think it's massively successful is because it's like anyone can pick it up and do very well and that's why people love it because they're like oh i'm really good with tracer and they're like well yeah well the game's like at its core it's it's easy to pick up and difficult to master but like that's the thing it's just it's i'm watching this and everyone's just basically 316 with their with their mouse and then like shooting people it's just like call of duty you just you know just it's more flashy so people like it better yeah it's it's a it's got pretty colors yeah and anime booties (laughs) <laughs> and waifus yeah a lot of waifus <laughs> yeah greg at quakecon real quick at quakecon we uh, we met a clan it was a new the largest segment section of the byoc yeah and they're called the waifus for lifeu <laughs> and they all had their body pillows with anime girls on them and daniel prez would have been very at home a lot there. of significant others able to make the trip to quakecon yeah that's it's a nice. family event that's nice so yeah uh, i what? I just wish that there was more like I used to be a hardcore Starcraft player watching I, I sucked at the game but I loved watching it because there was like build up and anticipation you know laying traps and, and like sneaking a basin and trying to do weird things and the problem is with, with Overwatch it's like everybody dies you're like oh my god and you're like wait what just happened like everyone just died okay like there was no build up there's no anticipation it's just everyone dies and then yeah. you're like okay they won and that's what sucks about it. I miss the anticipation. MOBAs are the same way. You can see traps being laid and baited and tactical positioning that's, that builds you up to this amazing play that's going to happen. This one's just like someone fucked up their deep jump, so now they're going to fucking die. You know what I mean? Like, it's mm-hmm. just a lame, I think, I, I don't to know. watch. I think that's just my personal opinion. If you look at Rocket League, though, 
um, it's not that deep as a, as an RTS or a MOBA, mm-hmm. but they're able, I think, to be very compelling. To yeah, watch. yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's because of the same kind of concept: easy to pick up but hard to master. The things that Cronovi can do in Rocket League with his aerials. I've seen the guy fly upside down carrying a ball and just fly right into the goal. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. You know what I mean? It's like, it's just like things like that. When you can do something that's just outlandish, it deserves ratings. But I agree with you, Greg. I'm not really, I'm not watching Overwatch League, but I am cheering for the Dragons. I think it'll be successful. I think it's, it's already a success. Yeah. It is successful because I think that like, I've met a lot of kids at Comic-Con last year. They're like, I want to be a, a pro Overwatch player because it's, it seems very approachable. It's not like COD where you watch these people and go like, oh my God, like what, they're on a different level. That's or what even Blizzard fighting does. games, oh my God, they're on a different level. Like Overwatch looks, I mean, the stuff the pros do, it looks like I feel sometimes, oh, I can do that too. And that's what it's making it popular. Mm-hmm. Is all these scrubs think they can be pro players. You know what I mean? Like, because it's such a, at Shots its core, fired. it's a really wow. big game. Wow. Shots fired. <laughs> well, you know why I don't like Overwatch? Why? Because it's not on Switch. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> they don't like money, man. Come on. They, we all know this. Uh, so, yeah. Hey, just a reminder, everyone. Nintendo Switch is awesome. Yeah, and Overwatch should be on Switch. It's on PC anyway because you do the, the, the mouse and keyboard superior in accuracy. But you got to give us props. We got Game of the Year right. Game of the Year right twice in a row. Yes, Lola? we did. How was that? That's Lola. She is. Oh, my God. She mad. Is she UPS man here? No. Dave was trying to take her toy from her. I just think it's so funny. It, it's an eSport, and you literally have a, a guy that auto-aims in it. I just think that's... I, I don't think anyone plays Soldier 47. I just think that's kind of ironic. Like, you're like, oh, it's just a pro game, and like, the guy's all just literally, you hold the trigger, and it hits everything. Like, I just think that's funny. That's also an eSport with Hanzo in it. Because, come on. <laughs> Uh, yeah and may uh, there's so many characters like i played that game people think i just never gave it a chance no i played that game yeah i categorically just don't like it it does things in shooters that i'm like nope yeah. this isn't fun i don't want to ever be frozen in a game yeah. and uh, there's just other things about it, it, it it's fine mm-hmm. it's a fine game yeah but i'm not for me it which sucks right now because i don't really have I thought Quake Champions could have helped, but no. Like, I, I, don't, I love playing that game, but the weights between matches kill it. And it's still bad. Yeah. Even after the recent patch. I think it has to do it, with just there's not enough players. It's, uh, it's after the after Lawbreakers flopped and they spent millions of dollars on that IP, no one's going to try to do Hero Shooters now. Like after seeing that, after Cliffy B's name attached to it, they're just not even going to try. There is no top three room anymore for shit. It's like one. There's one type of game now allowed. We got another Battlefield coming, though. Yeah. So there's a new Battlefield coming this year. You know there's going to be a new Call of Duty this year. Mm. Are we due for new Halo? Mm, I I would think Halo before Gears, yeah. It seems like we're overdue for Halo. But it seems like I don't think that'll be out this year. We would have heard about it. We'll see a trailer for the new Halo Halo this year. I almost called it Haler. Haler? Haler and Nintendo. (laughs) I I love Halo. I'm an old, old, old Halo fan. So Halo. What do you like better, Halo or Gears, Ozzy? Ooh. Which Halo are we talking? Which Gears are we no, talking? No, no, just the whole franchise overall. Average whole, out. Whole franchise overall averaged out? Oof. Gears. Yeah, I would say Gears is more innovative than Halo. Gears by far. Uh, Gears Horde mode is excellent. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gears multiplayer for its time was pretty awesome. Yeah. 
uh you know how everyone's all geeking over PUBG and the whole survival aspect you're the last man standing mm-hmm. in gears Warzone, you had one life you know yeah and if you died you're dead and there were times where it'd be me versus a team of four and i would come back to win those feel that yeah that same, that's pretty good yeah it captures that same feeling that you had in PUBG, when you overcome everyone to be the one person standing out out of a hundred yeah um and gears had those moments of sheer excitement that's why i still love watching the esport because mm-hmm. those pros are excellent right and there's a ton of strategy there's traps like greg had mentioned but yeah i would say gears because i fell off the halo wagon i liked one i liked two i played a little of three did not like odst I loved Reach, and then that was it. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't like it, it was almost they're like batting five hundred. Yeah. Whereas with Gears, I loved every single one of them. Now, save I'm talking about the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a tough question, Greg, because now you're you're throwing in Gears Judgment and Gears Four, and Gears Judgment was bad, and Gears Four had robots. And the robots were dumb. Mm. Uh, do you remember the robots, Greg? No, I played a lot of Gears One, but then my friend Trevor, who all links and Foscus ever, would just like kick us at every kick us kick our ass every fucking match, so we just stopped playing Gears. Everyone had that friend in their group, yeah, and they hated playing Gears with them. I was that guy. Mm-hmm. So they came up with a strategy when they were playing me: is neutralize <laughs> army of techno. Because if you could take me down early in the match, yeah, I'm dead. Right. I can't do anything. Mm-hmm. So they would all just try to find me and kill me, right. and then worry about the other three guys. So I, the counter to that was to have someone by me at all times. Yeah. But yeah, I had a group. A lot of the guys that work at Greenlit actually, <laughs> we used to play that a lot. Uh, JB. Um, Buffa even yeah Buffa used to play video games uh <laughs> but yeah um I, that's tough greg because halo one and two were huge halo two was massive for me what it did was for online gaming on consoles was huge gears didn't have that effect gears brought a different level of excitement to games and a different level i think their horde mode was yeah horde mode was a big deal yeah when they gears 2 horde mode that was the battle royale of last generation yep and now we got a flood of battle royales coming out yeah you gotta have a battle royale game it's 2018 you gotta have a battle royale game if you wanna make money shack news the redesign we're just gonna call it shack news battle royale <laughs> yes I'm all for this. <laughs> and we're going to change the logo to screw with Greg's branding. <laughs> no! I dun, like dun, that, dun. Logo. that logo's going away. There's no roof. I just love the meeting. The meeting. Here's the new branding. Everyone's quiet. Where's the roof? It's like awkward <laughs> silence. You're just like... It's literally 20 employees all at the, the old office in Jersey. <laughs> and I'm there. And they show us the new logo, and it's out of the back. Not Kurt, not Charles Singletary. Uh, <laughs> Charles Barker from the back's like, "Where's the roof?" <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, "Huh? <laughs> Good question." And then it became a big thing. Yeah, I can that, see that. That became a thing in the chatty. Yeah. Tom W was like, "There's no pitch roof." <laughs> I was like, "Where's the pitch roof? You need a pitch roof." I'm like, "I hear you guys." But we'll 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 get there. I uh, think that's I think that's an episode. Yeah, we're done. 
so yeah hey go out there and review us on itunes yeah we need this podcast to be the number one ranked gaming podcast in the world that's right so do your job go out there on itunes google play stitcher i don't know grinder wherever else Whatever, you, wherever yeah. else you can rate podcasts go there say that the shack cast is awesome and that you should listen to it yeah and then tweet at techno sucks or at david l craddock you know send us pictures of your pets tell us what video games you're playing and, and then hashtag shack pets hashtag, you hashtag it i i will use the hashtag shack pets because i haven't launched shack pets yet <laughs> um sh- don't tell anyone about that everyone who's listening uh greg tweet your complaints at greg yes it's at Man. greg burke at greg burke 85 yeah so any complaints you have send them over greg's way compliments your praise your feeds me compliments praise pictures of That's pets us. us too yeah okay if you want to talk about zelda any of us but right. you want to complain about zelda greg that's, That's right. right. Okay. If you have any questions about David's 120,000 world essay on why Resident Evil 2 will be game of the year this year, he's going to have that out soon. That's right. Yeah, he is working on some long reads. I am. And Greg is working on the top 10 I told him to do months ago. You. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> I know. I know that you know that we all know. Yeah. Everybody knows. Spoiler. The Wave Bird was the best controller ever. Spoilers, people are going to be pissed that Xbox is above PS4. I'm just saying it right now. It's going to be so many dislikes because of that. Good. We're going to have to, we'll talk about that on the next podcast because yeah. I have some opinions on controllers. Yeah, well, well, you know what? And then I'll get some hands-on with that Hori controller for yeah. uh, for the PS4. So we'll, yeah. have some, we'll have some controller hands-on. So thank you guys for listening. This was a meaty podcast for you. Go out there and do it for Shaq News. Shaq News.